We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your screens. This is Robert Whitsker. It is not Anthony Smith. <laughs> Anthony Smith will be joining us later. Robert, I know it's the crack of dawn in Sydney, Australia. Thank you very much. Wanted to talk to you for a long time. Thanks for joining us, mate. No, thanks for having me. It's, uh, I've been wanting to get on for a while. Sydney, one of my favorite cities in the world, mate. Are you born and raised there? Is that, is that better? <laughs> so much better. You sound, you sound yeah. delightful. <laughs> um, now, I, I was, so I was born in New Zealand. And uh, almost almost immediately, I was brought over to Sydney, and I've been fully raised in Sydney, and uh, I, I I do love it. Having travelled, you know, the, the many places of the world, I I have a obviously I have a soft spot for Sydney, but it's just it's very multicultural. You'll you'll know because you've been here so yeah. many times, and there's a lot to do. Mate, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Whereabouts in Sydney are you? Not that I'll know it, but you never know. I know Penrith and Sydney. That's about it. Whereabouts are you? Funny enough, sort of near there. You know, I, I, I've I've grown up everywhere. I, I grew up out out in the Shire, and I lived in the city. But um, I know as I've gotten older, I've started drifting further and further out into the sticks to, to get some right, space. Right. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's where I'm holed up now. Well, I, as I said, I'm jealous. But welcome to the show, Robert. Thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it. Lots of stuff to talk about. I guess real quick, we'll just talk about next week UFC 284. I mean, massive event. I'm gutted that you're not on it. I mean, you versus Paolo Costa. Um, that was supposed to happen. So what happened there? I think it was all Costa's fault, right? Yeah, yeah. And even if it wasn't, I'm still going to blame him. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> of course. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I was, um, I'm, up, I'm upset because whenever, whenever a fight falls through, you know, that, that means you're not getting paid for a little bit longer as well as all the work yeah. that you've put up, um, you know, you've put in the bank up until that point. It's um, yeah, we, it's it's kind of for for naught, and then the just the fact that the fight didn't go through, and I wasn't given any other timeline. It, I've been in a kind of limbo, no man's land. If you if you catch my, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Costa though, the, the whole situation was a little weird because I, I had heard reports that people are saying, "Oh, Costa's tweeting this, Costa's tweeting that." It's not happening, and that's kind of the thing he does. So I never took much stock into it. And I remember speaking to. A couple of guys, a couple of interviews saying like, no, he's just joking. Obviously, it's, it's just, he's just trying to get in my head. And then next minute I got a call saying the fight's not happening. Uh, mate, well, I'm sorry. When do you think you will be back in there? Any ideas on who it might be next? Will well, it even be Costa? Is that on the table? Mate, you're, honestly, your guess is as good as mine because you have to think, 
if UFC wanted me to fight someone, like really wanted me to get on that card and fight someone, I could have. They they got Sean Strickland in for after a moment's notice. Yeah. Uh, for the for the first card in, of the year, so they could have made that fight happen. They they obviously have other designs and plans for, for me. Um, you know, I I was thinking Pereira perhaps because just the timelines, the way things worked up. But then the the Adesanya Pereira fight got announced for for April. So honestly, your guess is as good as mine. I'd love to I'd love yeah. to brainstorm a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I might have heard something the other day from the UFC, but I'm in no Ooh. position to say anything. Give us a little hint. Give us a hint. Twenty questions. I can't say a goddamn thing. I'll get fired, especially publicly on a goddamn <laughs> podcast. My God. Oh, um, you get. I'm doing my ADD mind all over the place, but you just mentioned Izzy Pereira. So, so screw UFC 284. We're going to talk about that. When that fight went down in Madison Square Garden, what was your thoughts, Rob? Obviously, you have chaired the October with him twice. You've come razor close to taking the belt off him. And obviously, Pereira is the one to go out there and do it. Talk me through it from your perspective. Um, mate, they're phenomenal fighters. The Yeah, just the, just the skill caliber of that fight. And it, it, this is how I, I expected to see that sort of fight, which was more or less a kickboxing match in, with small gloves, you know, with a, with a little dash of MMA <laughs> thrown in. A but, dash. <laughs> yeah, just a dash. Like, <laughs> not, not too much. Um, but, and that, that's what we got. And of the highest caliber, it, it, it was, it truly was a really good fight to watch. You saw Pereira um, fight through adversity in the first round. You, you saw the fight drag out. You saw how the, the the fighters themselves started to change when they started landing shots. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, I left the fight watching it. It was a good fight to watch, but I left yeah. the fight really understanding just like, you know, these these two guys are absolute killers in the division, you know? Yeah, yeah, without question. However, though, you must have been looking at that fight when Pereira won it. And no disrespect to Izzy because he's phenomenal. He's one of the, the greatest strikers that we've got. MMA wise, you know the uh, the, the graph, the takedowns, the the defense is great, but the takedowns were exactly the best. And Pereira didn't have the best defense, so you must have been thinking, just give me a chance, put me in yeah. there with Pereira, and I will double leg him all over the place. Is that what you were thinking, mate? I was thinking that Pereira Senior as well. I want, <laughs> I'm chomping at the I'm chomping at the bit to get at both of them. I I I, I truly do feel that, um, you know, I. I I can take myself to a new level. I do feel like I can get in there and I can, I can put on a better performance. Um, I kind of understand where Adesanya was mentally, I guess, um, going into the, the rematch after losing twice to the same guy. You know, it, it was a very similar predicament with, with me and Adesanya, me and himself. And I do believe that... Um, you know him getting through the fights the way he did, and, and the way everything's gone. Like the the next fight's the best one, but then it is what it is. I, I I do want that fight. I do believe that I mix, I use mixed martial arts better than both of those guys. I do believe I can u- utilize my wrestling and grappling to just really make it a hellish, a hellish match yeah. for both of them. Well, 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 that's a fact, Robert. You do. You are far more well rounded, and we'll get to you in a minute. Last question on Izzy and Pereira: the rematch. What do you think? I mean. Three and out to Pereira so far. I, I gotta say, I respect Izzy for going in there. He could have stepped aside, maybe let you get in there and fight for the belt against Pereira. Then maybe he comes back, but he's stepping in there. 
having lost three in a row to the man? What do you think happened? Um, oh, uh, I guess I, I think if we if we look at if we look at the fight just from a mental perspective, I believe Adesanya had a better chance last fight. But in saying that, though, maybe now that the worst has happened again, it frees him up for the next one. You know, it, mm. it can go. It can. Yeah, yeah. You can see where it can swing both ways really easily. It can either. It can either swing one way where it frees him up. The worst has happened. Whatever. It just yeah. he gets in there like mentally free, or he's worried about it happening again with the small gloves because it had happened. You know. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That honestly, skill wise, I like he could have beat him skill wise last time. It was. It was just a. It, it was a close fight. You know. There yeah. wasn't much. In no, it, it was. I- and Izzy was ahead, three to one, big mm. time. Uh, Pereira's gigantic. Have you ever met him? I met him for the first time at UFC 282, and I was like, holy cow, how do you make 185? <laughs> Mate, I, that was the one thing I truly took away from that fight was just that Pereira's a freaking giant. Like, He's a monster. Like, because I'm, I know, I don't think the, the cameras do it justice how big Adesanya is. Adesanya's a yeah. big dude, especially when you see him face to face. Like, you're always looking up yep. at him because he's, 6'4", he's a massive guy. And then Pereira, just like his, his bone structures, like his hands were bigger, his feet were bigger, his head's bigger. Like, yeah. He, yeah. he just he looked much bigger than Adesanya. So, like, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a monster. Anyway, enough about them two. Let's talk about you. I want to go back to Paris, September last year, mate. We spoke afterwards. We had a little chat. That performance was one of the best performances. Uh, the lads I worked with on BT Sport, Adam and Nick, great guys. I don't know if you know them. We were just blown away by that, mate. That was one of your best performances. And it's crazy to see because you're always improving, Rob. You know, you've been at the top of the game for so long now. Other than Adesanya, there's no, there's no middleweight, if I'm not mistaken, that's beating you. And you're still getting better. How old are you now, Rob? 32. 32. Well, geez, Louise, you're still a kid, aren't you? With respect, you're still a very, very young man. You're still in your prime, you son of a bitch. But that performance was just incredible. And Marvin Vittori is as tough as they come, right? And he's a proud fighter, just like we all are, right? And afterwards, I had a little chat with Marvin because we were pretty friendly. And uh, he said to me, he said, Mike, he said, I couldn't do anything. He said, Rob was just so good. He was so in and out. He said, I just couldn't catch him. And I thought that was... Very honest, obviously, of Marvin Vittori, but it just highlighted how good you were again because it's very rare you'll, you'll ever see a fighter who's as proud as someone like Marvin to just be so mm. honest and say, there was nothing I could do. I mean, yeah, congratulations, mate. What a performance. No, thank you very much. And uh, I, 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 I really respect Marvin for that approach on, on, on the fight because sometimes, sometimes you just, the, the night's not yours and there aren't, and you can't really point any excuses towards it. And to be to be fair, excuses just hold you back because then you can't. Then you have nothing to work with. You're just hoping that the next night's different, you know. So I think his approach on it is the best way to grow because he's still a young dude and a, mm. and a stellar stutter as well. So um, yeah. I think his approach is just going to lead to bigger things. But um, yeah, I uh, I was very proud of of, of that fight. Um, I yeah I. So a big thing that I've, I've taken in my approach of training um, since that, well, it was a little bit before the second Adesanya fight, but, but especially since the second Adesanya fight, it was just that 
I'm trying to tune up my skill set a little bit and and in a way that a lot of my career up until up until I lost uh, Adesanya the first time a lot of my career I got away with things because of just of of my physical attributes and just how I fight because I have good eyes and I'm very I'm very fast I hit hard I can take a shot but just because of my attributes I was able to get away with a lot of you know, a, a lot of like little gaps in in my in my in my striking and and whatnot, and uh, but just because I was I was just faster than people, I was faster than people. I had eyes to 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 avoid and and dodge the the, the shots. But once we reached the level of Adesanya, where you reach those strikers, where it's like a point a point five percent difference is all you need to 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 get hurt, and you saw that in the first fight with Adesanya, it's um. Yeah, you you have to tune it up, and that's what I've been really focusing on a lot before the second Anderson fight, but especially since the second Anderson fight, I've just been really tightening up the the, the striking and the the game plan, like closing every every gap that um you know that yeah. that that was there. And what does that look like, Rob? You know, to the layperson that's listening to this, I mean, is that are you bringing the new coaches, different training partners? I mean, what does that look like? tightening yeah, I, those gaps i guess like um so i've got a lot of the the same coaches i've got the same coaching staff that i had for the second and uh, second and senior fight but i guess my mentality on on trying to change it has changed has, has shifted right. because um everyone knows when you try something different it feels clumsy it feels like it'll never work the 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 problem i think a lot of these um a lot of fighters experienced fighters or, or guys in their field, trade, job, anywhere really um, fall into is that because they've done it for so long and because they've had so much success with, uh, success with it for so long, they, really, they think, no, I don't need to change it. Yeah. I just need to, to make it better. You know, where, so I've, I've thrown that out and I go, well, let's just change it all back. I'll change my entire style, stick with it, stay the plan. And, well, the first, the first little sighting of that was with Vittori, and you could see I had a much tighter boxing, like things were just coming out much smoother, faster, crisper. And, and that's the great thing about mixed martial arts, always evolving, you know what I mean? As you say, just when you think you've got it nailed, you've got it covered, then other people come in or the techniques de uh, develop. Like I remember in my career, I I've never taken a calf kick. They didn't exist. <laughs> they weren't there. Yeah, yeah, they just weren't a thing, thank God. What do they feel like, Rob? Because I'm very happy and proud to say I've never taken one because they look like they fucking kill. Yeah, they are. They are stupid, <laughs> to be honest. Like, <laughs> because, no, because you know what it is? I, and I think they are, a, they are a beautiful kick for the amount of investment you need to put in. The return yeah, is yeah, yeah. a hundredfold. You know what I mean? Now, there's no my, risk. Mate, I could, I could go spar my wife and she'd calf kick me and I'd be done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Give me yeah, three yeah. good calf kicks. Don't teach you whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my word. You know, but, like, you don't need to know how to kick. You don't need the flexibility. You don't need, you don't need the, the prerequisites to, to, to be a kicker. You don't need to be a kicker to throw a calf kick. That's, that's yeah. the beauty of it. And because it's such a small muscle, like, it just destroys people. Destroys, it, it destroys You can't legs. condition your calves. You know, like, no, your thighs to a can't. certain degree. My, my, my old Thai boxing coach, Daz Marsh, you could kick him as hard as you wanted in the leg, but because he'd done it his entire life, he, he would never feel it or he pretended he couldn't feel it, at least. Calves, yeah. I doubt you can condition them like that. Yeah, well, and, and even, and another thing is like once you've been kicked in the calf, 
the next kick doesn't come up as fast and you just keep getting kicked in the ah, calf because there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of times you check a kick and you don't quite get it on the shin and it, it hits your calf it, it wraps around a little bit you know what i mean and if your calf's already damaged it just keeps chipping away eating up that's why you see so many dudes get finished with uh with calf kicks but i will yeah. say it is a double-edged sword because once you get the guy that knows like a kickboxer like you saw in the izzy Pereira fight izzy went for that low calf kick prep just put his shin up a little bit, just turned his leg a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I think Izzy fell over because of it. Like his foot gave out because yeah. it's, it's once you get a guy that can check it, it is dangerous. You're breaking legs. You saw with Weidman as well. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Australian mixed martial arts, Robert. Of course, you are the first Australian champion. Oh, hold on, hold on. If you were born in New Zealand, do you class yourself as Australian or New Zealand? I'm Australian because uh, that's yeah. what my passport says. And I was. Fully raised okay. here, and I'm very proud to be Australian. But I am Australian, yeah. New Zealand. I'm, I'm more sure, proud sure. of my New Zealand race. So you kind of rep both at the same time. But yeah. you are you are the first Australian champ, then, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm. And the sport has grown massively over the last ten years or so in Australia. I remember when I I think it was 2011, right before I moved here, we were going to move out to Australia because my wife's Australian and we love the country, we love the people, but the just the scene wasn't necessarily where I thought it needed to be. And I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to be jumping on planes all the time and going to America. Whereas if we live in America, I'll just be driving to the gym and coming back. But now it's absolutely exploding, Robert. I mean, you must have seen such a change. I mean, when did you sign with the UFC? Like 2008, nine, something like that? Uh, something like that, maybe 12. Right, right, right. But it must have changed a lot since your involvement. Yeah, mate, in night and day. And you, you would know, you've been in the game the, the whole time as well and you've been to Australia enough times. Um, just when, when I got into the scene, there wasn't really a scene. You know, amateur MMA fights wasn't a thing. I didn't even know they existed until, well, what, like uh, five years ago, six years ago. Because when I first did my local scene MMA fight, there was just straight pro. There, 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 was, no, there was no amateur scene. Um, and there, there, weren't, there weren't any gyms. There was no information. I remember having to, like, go on the internet and go in how to cut weight. Like, <laughs> because <laughs> there, there, there Google, just wasn't. how to cut weight. Mate, it's all that. You should. You, you should oh, but even then, it wasn't as, as widely known as now. I remember, mate, I had the worst weight cuts uh, going through my early days just because of, like, all the misinformation that would come up. Like, there was a lot of them, like, wrestling. Um, wrestling weight cuts and they're crazy dude <laughs> absolutely nut jobs like the way they cut weight but i was like that's what was on the internet so I was like, that's yeah, what i'm yeah, doing yeah. <laughs> but yeah there, there wasn't really a scene and uh that's why when i first got into the ufc i, I traveled a little bit to train i went to tristar for for about a year uh because that was the idea that was the the idea at the time was that if you want to make it in the ufc you got to go to the us to to get the sparring partners to get the training because that's where it is mm-hmm. um but after I didn't really have the greatest success over there, which it was more due to the fact that I wasn't approaching it correctly. Um, came back, started training the boys up, getting the guys here, just putting in the work here. I realized didn't need to travel as much. The scene blew up. I, um, I'm proud of the fact that I was a you know I, I had a part in growing the scene the way it did, and um, yeah, it just it just kept building and building, and then. Every every second guy you speak to now is an MMA fighter or training jujitsu or you know and yeah, like yeah yeah you can get sparring anytime you want from anyone like there's always a battler around just ready to throw down with you 
And, and the level of striking in Australia as well is very good because I think there's a, a big history of Thai boxing. You've always loved Thai boxing out there. Every time I went to Thailand, there was always Australians in the Thai boxing Mine. gyms, good boxers. Loved Australians love taller and mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe for different reasons. <laughs> any excuse, and they're at they're at Bali or Thailand doing, oh, doing a Thai a Thai training camp. <laughs> My mate Jacko's in Bali every other bloody weekend. He lives in Perth, and talking to yeah. Perth, obviously two eight four next weekend. I'm going to be working with you, I believe, on the Wayne Show, and we're doing doing a little thing together for Fox Sports, I think, as well. So, are you doing a lot of like uh, the? The UFC TV stuff out there now. I'm 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 looking to to, to to do more. It's a it's a field that I'm interested in getting into, and uh, yeah, you know, with with two eight four, I'm not fighting. I'm still going to go out there because uh, you know I wanted to watch a fight. Plus, I, I promised so many people that I'd go there still. <laughs> so yeah. I like I, I have to go there, and the fact that I'm there and I'm able to to, to you know test the water of this uh, sort of um, you know this new field is. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to do something when you retire. I'm sure you've got lots of options. And you're only 32, so you've got many, many years left in you yet. Volkanovski, Islam, what do you think, Rob, from your mm. analytical point of view? Tough yeah. fight, but I think a tough fight for both men. I think a lot of people are underestimating Volkanovski in this one. But how do you see that one going down? I, I don't think there's a fight in the world I can ever truthfully say that Volkanovski is an underdog. I think he's. I think Volkanovski is just, and this is absolutely unbiased. Trust me. Um, yep. Like he is just a powerhouse. He he has a very very well rounded skill set, and he has the experience and ability to strike when he needs to strike, take down when he needs to take down, and mix it up. That that is that is such a dominant. Um, way to fight, you know, approach to fighting. And you saw that when he when he fought numerous different fights going up through the ranks, like Uraldo's, your, your Mendez is like he he changed it up. It was um your Holloways, you can you can see he has the skill set. What what I find hard to really gauge with Islam Islam is that much like Khabib, when when Khabib was running through people through his reign, it's like because of the dominant performance and showing they always put on when they get in there. And, and like, obviously they're known for their wrestling. Like he takes people down and he holds them down and they, he finishes them. That's what happens. Um, you don't know how good his wrestling is until you're like, oh, well, he hasn't fought this guy. Then he fights that guy and he smashes that guy. And you're like, well, he hasn't fought this guy. Like you're always kind of wait, wondering how good is his wrestling. Like you're waiting until it's not, until there's a guy he mm. can't take down because you, you can't, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I can't. I can't truly believe he can just take down everyone as easily as he has been. But he has, you know. But, like, but, the, but that's the belief, isn't it? I mean, from them, the Dagestanis, Khabib and Islam and his crew, at least, they truly believe that they can just take down whoever they want and beat them up and submit them on the ground. And as you said, to your point, even Habib and Islam, other than <clears> when he got clipped off Adriano Martins, the one loss on his record. And hey, we all get caught sometimes. Other than that, they have done that. So I guess, I mean, have you trained with Volk? I'm assuming you have. Uh, through the years, not not recently, right? But like right. through back back before when he like I think first got in the UFC or even before him, like and nothing recently. Yeah, I mean, it's um, a stupid question for me to ask you. Who who have you got winning this fight? I mean, there's no way on earth you're going to go against an Australian, I'd assume, but. 
who have you got winning this fight, Rob? <laughs> um, mate, it is such a it's such an unsure fight. Like, because like I said, but you have to have belief in Islam's wrestling the same way Khabib was. Like you, you just. But then, but then you want like there's always that. But what if you can't take him down? You know what I mean? Because I think if you can't take him down, he's kind of screwed. I think Volk's way better on the feet. That's that's what I that's what exactly what I think. I think if Islam can't get him down, then <coughs> then that's that's the fight. I think because Volk just just pieces him up over five rounds mm. because Volk striking is good. He hits hard. He can take a shot. He's got cardio for days. Like he's working. So, so, so you've been in there with Yoel Romero twice, and Yoel Romero. I guess you can kind of make some comparisons, right? He was an Olympic. Was he gold medalist or bronze? Uh, silver, 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 silver. An Olympic silver medalist, a ridiculously uh, ripped and strong and explosive human being, just a right. freak of nature. Uh, and you beat him twice. So, if you could give any, not that he needs your uh, advice, but what would you say, having been in there with somebody like that? You know, I mean, what 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 advice could you pass down to Volk from a very very humble perspective, of course. Um, well, it's it's kind of the it's kind of your generic, and this isn't this isn't advice for Volk. This is just your gen, um, general advice for fighting wrestlers. Like someone you know is going to be really heavily focused on the wrestling, but you know you have a striking advantage. It's just to not overcommit with strikes and keep everything straight line. It's like so you work your tape kicks, you work your straight line kicks, you work your straight jabs, you work your straight crosses, you keep your combos down to a maximum of two, and you just you take your time. Take your time. You yeah. be patient. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah, the like, combos, the maximum of two, 100%. You stand there in the pocket long enough, they're going to get hold of you. They're going to shoot, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, you uh, I've, ne- anything, I've, yeah. I've never been to Perth, Rob. Have you, are you familiar with the place? I, I've been several times. I have. What, what do you recommend? I'm going with my wife. She's been there. She's got friends there. But what are like some must-do things whilst I'm there? <laughs> you know, um, hey, hey, bear in mind, I'm on a work trip. I'm taking it easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there's – um. so I, I don't I – don't, <laughs> like, Perth to me isn't my holiday pick of like <laughs> – Yeah, it's like it's not around the corner. It's like that's what no, no, no. But my wife said as well. She said, "I'm not sure if you're going to like Perth." She said, "It's very, very." She said, "It's beautiful. The nature is beautiful." She said, "But the place itself." She said, "I don't know if you'll like it." I'm, I'm I'm sure it's great. I have no idea what she's talking about because I've never been Mm. there. You see, like I like nature and everything to an extent, but if I could pick between nature or a bustling city with some shopping and like malls and things like that, I pick the malls. I like I like that sort of stuff. Um, But there's. Honestly, the only thing that comes to mind when we go to when when you say Perth is that that rottenness island with the little yep. with the little yep. guinea pig looking things, quackers yep. on them. Like, you catch a boat out there, see the quackers, and then that's the boat what back. we were going to do. We've got one day off. I, I said, babe, I said, why don't we go to Rottnest Island? And she's like, well, we've done it. And she said, I've done it. She said, it's a full day. She said, you won't like it. You basically get there yeah. and uh, you take a boat. Uh, Rob, I believe when I'm out there on the Wayne Show, we're going head to head. I don't know if you're aware of this. Are we? We're going head to head, bro. We're finally going to get it on. In the octagon. No. On the PlayStation game. (laughs) (laughs) On the PlayStation game. Uh, But you are an avid gamer. If it was Street Fighter 2, I would kick the living shit out of you, bro. Absolutely no hope. Maybe we can see if we can get it. Because 
I'm better at Street Fighter than I than I am at any. Other I can't game. play the UFC game. My my son Luke has only just started playing, it and he takes the shit out of me. Okay, I <laughs> yeah, like. I got, yeah, I I I cannot play that game as well. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see if we can get Street Fighter in there as I'll well. I'll try. Yeah, I, I'll ask them, but I'm sure they want to promote the game. You know what I mean? Uh, Street Fighter Two. <laughs> yeah. What 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 character are we talking, Rob? I play Akuma. Who the fuck is Akuma? This is oh, he's one of the newer too. ones. Yeah, like. He's got the red hair. He's like Ryu, but he shoots fireballs in the air. Right. right or I'll right, play Ryu course. then. I'll play yeah, Ryu. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Ryu or Ken, yeah, all day long. Hold on, what's this? Brand- oh, okay. Okay. There he is. There he is. Um, do you know what one of my biggest regrets in life, or certainly not in life, in, what, in my UFC career, and I think I might have told you this, when I walked in and challenged him <laughs> after Yoel Romero, because, like, you're the nicest guy, and I've got so much respect for your career. And I'm, I even, I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to play it all cool. Rob's awesome. I'll go in there, be super respectful. And then I walked in, and I don't know if it's because I was in the octagon. So do you know what I mean? And I just, I just like, had a, a shift. And you were standing there looking ripped and jacked and, like, a bit of blood trickling down your face. And you were glistening, and you've just beaten uh, Yoel, and you've got a belt on. I thought, let's just go full-on promo mode, like a total knobhead. So for what it's worth, I, I, I apologize. I have the What's video that? if you guys want to watch it. No, no I think no, we've all seen no. it. No, no, no. I don't want to see it. I was there. <laughs> like, I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was there. And anyone that hasn't seen it, you can go on bloody Google. But yeah, my bad, Rob. I apologize. It's all good, mate. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in a perfect world, when do you think you're going to fight? When, when's it going to happen? Mate, that, oh, that's a million dollar question, isn't it? I just, honestly, I, I have no... You you seem to have a better idea of what's happening than I do. No, no, like, they, they, they were just saying that maybe we'll get Robert on a card in the future. There was a card we were talking about, and they said, "Oh, hopefully we'll try and get Robert on that one." Yeah, um, I, I think I think I don't know April May that would be the the timeline because if we're looking if we're looking at like big cards, like they're the only ones that that, that really haven't been booked and filled out yet. Um, yeah. the names, I don't know. I don't know. Do I rematch Cannon Air? Do I? Fight potentially somebody else. Uh, who, who do I fight? I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I, I don't know either. Um, I hear the little girls screaming in the background. <laughs> my my my. It's the it's the morning breakfast run before we race out the door for school. So it's just chaos. Yeah, that's yeah. been happening since six a.m. How old are the girls? Uh, the my girl is five now, and then the, oh, sorry, the boy and a girl is it? My bad, my bad. Yeah, I got three boys and one girl. Oh wow! You got three boys as well. Yeah, yeah. How old are the boys? Eight, no, seven or eight, eight, six, and two. Right. Okay. What about the eight-year-old? Does he care what you do? Because mine is my youngest is twelve. He's just started like figuring it out. It's pretty cool that his dad used to be the UFC champ. When I was competing, he did not care less. No, definitely. My, my, my kids just do not care. They, um, yeah. they like the video game. So as long as when, when I come home and he's like, help me, and I jump on it and I start and I get through the level or whatever he's doing, I'm the biggest hero he's ever seen. Like I become almost like a god in his eyes. But right. anything else, he does not care. Not a, not a lick. So, so, so with the, uh, the video games, the gaming, should I say, I sound like such a boomer. With the video games, uh, <laughs> is it Twitch? Is that what you, you're streaming on? Yeah, I haven't for a while, just because training in the gym and a lot of stuff is just life's busy, mate. Um, but uh, when 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 I do stream, it's on it's on through Twitch. 
And what's the goal-to game? What, what, what is your? Oh no! Should I say what's your number one game of all time? I used to be a bit of a gamer, but not so much these days. Oh, of all time, probably Morrowind. You know, it's a Bethesda game. It's like you just make a little character, run around, do whatever you want. Right. Never heard of it. Laugh. Never heard of it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, we won't keep you too much longer, Rob, because I know you got things to do. Um, who was or what was Robert? I often ask this one. Robert Whittaker, as a young man, as a kid, what was he like? What was young Rob like? Oh, mate, um, I was very competitive. Um, I was sporty. Loved me video games. Played too many of them. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a bad bit idea, of a scrapper. You know? Um, I didn't stray away from it, but I I didn't not too much to to be honest. I wasn't. Right. It was always just because I'm I'm a competitive dude, you know, and I, I like combat sports. So to be competitive and like combat, you know, you're fighting. And what about martial arts? When did that come into your life? Um, I've been, I've done it my whole life. Like since I was seven, I've, I've oh, started wow. karate. Yeah. started right. karate and, and just, I've just kept doing it the whole, nice. whole way through. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. So a lifelong martial arts. Harrington, are you there, please? I think Harrington, our producer normally goes to Twitter and puts a few, gets a few questions on Twitter. So I apologize for his appearance. I've told him time <laughs> and time again to try and make an effort, especially when we've got MMA royalty on. come on on. i I did my beard for this show (laughs) (laughs) go on buddy over to you what have we got okay uh so robert you are uh not the only uh sorry israel adesanya is not the only former middleweight champion who's an anime fan uh adam d wants to know uh how many fights could you win in the baki universe type tournament and how would you approach a fight with baki himself um you see that 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 is completely dependent on if I were to go into the Baki universe, would I get animeified? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, would, yeah. Oh, for sure. Would my abilities become anime-esque? Because I, I assume there's some sort of transference where it's like, so a normal dude, and then you put him in an anime and he becomes Goku. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it depends how, how much my, how, how much my, my transfer ability can. <laughs> hold on, hold, hold on. Hold on. How, how would you know? Are you following this? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm following the concept of going into an anime universe. I'm picturing you with, like, giant Reaper scythes for hands now. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, with the yellow Goku hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. verse that is, uh, what do you mean, Rob? Like, if you went into the metaverse, is that a similar so, kind of so it's com- like if, comparison? Well, like, if you got put into Street Fighter 2, would you just yeah. be bisping while everyone's throwing fireballs? Like- <laughs> out of one eye yeah would you get would you get some sort of abilities because you're now a street fighter character you know what i mean that's I what i'm bloody of... well hoped so i got it i got it I see. <laughs> yeah, I see. otherwise I... nobody's gonna be picking you because you can't yeah, exactly the crap english characters <laughs> no one no one wants him hold on hold on hold on that's a good one the worst character on street fighter 2 who would you go who would you who do you never pick i mean i guess they've all got i'm talking the classics here uh, Zangief. Zangief, eh? Yeah, I don't know because his his atomic buster or whatever the hell it was was too hard for me to do. I was no, like, no. He's, right, anyway. he's good if you can if you can do the whole rotation stick fucking things. Yeah, and yeah. you just use power bomb everyone to oblivion. But mate, we're we're gonna go head to head on Street Fighter Two <laughs> one day. I can't wait for it. Go on, Harrington. All right, uh, let's see here. Skooski wants to know, uh, when the fight between Bisbing and GSP went down, UFC 217, 
Uh, who would you have rather fought, <laughs> assuming the winner stays in the UFC, no retirements, nothing crazy? What's it now, Ben? Why would you ask that question? Uh, oh, that's a great question. Shit, that was a shit question. performance by me. But go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I would, um, I'd, I'd rather fight, uh, who was it, GSP. Yeah, GSP. of course. He's a, man's a legend. Yeah. Man's a legend. No, Hamilton. no, not for that. Just because, like, he... um. You 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 were an established middleweight. You were comfortable. Like you you knew you knew you knew how like you knew what you were good at, and you implemented your game plan that way. George um George didn't look comfortable. You know, I think like it's just uh I don't know. He just he just didn't didn't look comfortable. And um, yeah, because he yeah he was he pretty just... fucking comfortable when he was choking me out. <laughs> yeah, but no, that was because he just could caught you before. Like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, just real quick, talking of that, Rob, because you came up from 170 to 185. Mm. How how many pounds do you cut fight week? Like right now? No, no, no. Let, let's say you, you've been through a training camp. It's fight week. How how much over 185 are you? You know, when it comes um, to a hard cut. So fight week, probably. What am I? I I'd probably at the beginning of a week, maybe ninety kegs, ninety, ninety, yeah, ninety yeah. plus kilos, and then I get to what 80, 80, 84? 84. That's like six or seven, six or seven kilos over the week. What are you right now? About ninety kilo. <laughs> right now, about a hundred. Yeah, oh, sure. oh, wow, really? So that's 220 yeah. for the American audience, 220 pounds. My word, yeah. my word. Harrington, one more. Make it a good one because Rob's a busy man. I know he's got things to do. I said we keep him 15 minutes. I think we've kept him way longer. So my apologies, Rob. No, Last one, Harrington. All right, uh, probably the most asked question uh, for you for, for this uh, Twitter thing that I put out. Uh, has the Hamzat fight been offered to you? Right? Is there any interest in fighting Hamzat if it hasn't been, and if it has been, you know, was there any complication that held it up? Um, no, it's it's never been offered to me. And to be fair, I thought we were friends. Like I thought we were building an alliance. You know, from from things he had said, I thought we were going to run a muck on people. But no, you see that that's that's also one of the rumor mills of of that's been thrown out now and then of of who I'm fighting next. So I, it right. it hasn't. It's just it's purely speculation. But I got no idea. Okay. All right. Well, on that point, we'll let you go, Rob. I will see you down in Perth. You get polishing up those skills, buddy, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> Mate, I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% going to get just rock up. I'm going to get murdered. I'm going to get murdered. Mate, looking forward to seeing you down there. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Have a great day, and I'll see you. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Here is the one, the only, the very late, should I say the always late to the party, Anthony Smith. Anthony, what, Rob's just jumping off. Do you want to just say hello real quick? <laughs> I do. Robert Whitaker is my favorite fighter. G'day, <laughs> <laughs> mate. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You just missed it. Well, I'm late. You just signed I off. missed it. I know, missed. I'm just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be ready to be a world champion here, Mike. I'm trying no, to train. No, I know. I know. I'm joking. I'm busting your balls, mate. I'm teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> but I said to Rob, we're keeping 15 minutes. It's been about 35, so we got to let him go. Rob, you the mm -hmm. man. Thanks again, brother. Too easy. Thanks for having me, guys. Take, it take easy. care, man. All right, guys, let's just take a quick second to hear from a new sponsor, which is Manta Sleep. High-level athletes and performance know that quality sleep is the foundation for everything good that happens in your life. And you know, if you don't get a good night's sleep, 
the next day is just bloody awful. You do not operate at your maximum potential. So driven by belief, Manta is on a mission to give light sleepers control and mastery over their sleep. With Manta Sleep, you can maximize the enjoyment of life and unlock your full potential. The masks are 100% blackout for deeper sleep. They are made of soft, breathable, and durable materials, so you will never worry about it stretching out or falling off. Check out the brand new Sound Mask, which features razor-thin Bluetooth headphones with a 20-hour battery life. As always, Manta features a 60-day risk-free trial and free shipping in the USA. So go to the website, mantasleep.com, and see their full selection of sleep accessories. Listen, we're talking sleep masks, okay? These masks, you put them on, they're super comfortable. We got sent a few of them. They do work. You want to take a little nap? I love a good nap. I just put on the Manta sleep mask, boom, lie on the couch. I'm out like a light. Right, you can't see a thing. It's like you're, it's like it's in the middle of the night, but it's the middle of the day. So wherever you are, you st- stick on the uh, the manta, and off you pop. You get a good night's sleep. They've got a bunch of different types, though. So go to the website. You'll see there's all different kind of ones. As I said, there's some there that have Bluetooth headphones on, so on and so forth. They offer a 60-day risk-free trial and free shipping, as I said. So go to the mantasleep.com. That's the website, M-A-N-T-A, mantasleep.com. See their full selection of sleep accessories. They have body pillows. They have weighted blankets, sleep machines, anything that you think you might need to assist you in getting to sleep. Or if you need something to assist you in getting to sleep, go to mantasleep.com. Check out all of their sleep accessories. So be sure to check out mantasleep.com. Use the promo code BISPING, 10% off the perfect gift for yourself or that light sleeper that everybody knows. Manta, sleep better anywhere, anytime. Okay, let's get back into it. He's gone out with the Whitaker, in with the Smith. How are you, buddy? You well? Out with the good, in with the shit. Oh, come on, come on. I love perfect timing. I love Robert Whitaker. He's the man. He is the absolute man. I, I was just saying to him, one of my cringe moments was when I stepped in the ring and acted like an idiot because he's just one of the coolest human beings on planet Earth. And then when you combine it with the fact that he's just such an amazing fighter, I mean, the skills that he has are unbelievable. But then in person, he's just, he's cool. He's got a good sense of humor. He's humble. He's down to earth. He's a family man. He's a gamer. He thinks he can beat me on Street Fighter 2. He's out of his mind. Other than that, he's a good dude. Yeah, dude, he's watching him fight is is one of my favorite things. It really is. It, like, he's just so well rounded. He can do it all. He, he's just he's in constant motion. His, his fight with Vittori, yep, w- was one of the most impressive performances I think that he's ever had. Not necessarily because of the name that he beat. I got a lot of respect for Vittori, and and how difficult he makes fights for people. But like, you could see, he kind of just felt out that first round. You know, it wasn't. He didn't push really hard. He just kind of, it was like he was it was the first time I'd seen him take a step back a little bit and just read what was happening. And then second and third round, he just he pitched a shutout. It was insane to watch. Yeah, to watch him work. It really is phenomenal. It really is. But we went over all that, Anthony. I know. We did. We Damn talked it. about it. You're late. What I'm can late. I tell you? I so you're training, buddy. Um what for? What are you training for? Well, Got his fight coming up, Mike. We got We got trying to be a world champion like one, you and. But a new one fell out. Yeah. Do we have a new one? Do we, do we have Do we have a new one on the cards? No, not yet. You know. You know what? Let me check my email. You just you should, uh, TBD or TBA. TBD. 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 They uh, the date is set. 
So we're definitely What's the on date? that day. Am I allowed to say that? You can say the date. Uh, March 25th. You son of a gun. Nope. Hold, nope. On, hold 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 on. March 25th. Oh, what's going yeah. on there? Hold on, hold on. 325, 325. You're working. I'm commentating it, buddy. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Let's go. BYM takeover. Bow, 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 are, are the boys going to come? Are we bringing the boys? I don't fucking care. They can come, they can stay, they can go, they can fly. I don't care. I'll be there. Anthony Smith, come on. Um, I just heard a police siren outside your house. Yeah, well, I'm not home. I'm, I'm well, on whatever. the road. He's at his stepfather's house. Because <laughs> he's robbing banks. Uh, the reason I'm bringing it up, well, wherever you are, trouble seems to follow you. So you were, oh, you, nice. were you were at the Target the other day. Talk us through it. This is your story. It all went down in... Omaha, oh, we're going to talk about this. It was well, like national news. It was like national news. Um, yeah, so I was like sitting in my living room, and my wife says, there's an active shooter at Walmart or at Target, at Target. And I kind of, I think I was like scrolling through my phone, and I just kind of blew it off. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, it didn't like register what she said. I was like, wait, what? How do you know that? And she's like, Tiffany just t- said that. I was like, how does Tiffany know? Tiffany is our direct next door neighbor. Her and her husband are very good friends of ours. We hang out with them a lot. Um, and she said, I said, well, how does Tiffany know? She's like, she's inside. I was like, oh, oh no. So they're texting back and forth. She can't call 911 because she's like hiding inside the store. Wow. So she had to text to have someone call 911. Well, like her husband uh, was on the road working and so like she didn't know if he would respond or be able to do that or whatever. So she ended up texting with him and my wife. And um, so then my wife said, you got to go there. I was like, yeah, I don't know why. I just thought like she, she definitely going to need a ride for sure. <laughs> or or and, need a life saving. Well, and, like you don't really like you just kind of like you never I know. I gotta go. Like you never so know. I just, so I like everyone in the city, like everyone drives by there. Um, and it actually worked out perfect as soon as I pulled up. Um, the Omaha police department, I wish we do sometimes shit on people on here, like for doing bad jobs and not doing a very good job at some things. They are so good. Like they went in, nobody, nobody was killed except for the shooter. He didn't shoot anybody. He wasn't able to, he just went into target, started shooting rounds off. The police got there so fast. Nice. Took down an active shooter. As soon as she heard that she heard the police talking, she just got out of where she was hiding and walked outside and got in my truck like nice. they didn't stop and then everyone else kind of got held in there for a while but I, I think while they were still sweeping the store and making sure there was no other shooters i think they just kind of evaluated her as like not being a threat and let her walk out and so she's yeah yeah came out and got in my truck and, and i brought her home she's uh she's having a tough time and i feel bad for her. like initially she was like pretty good like she was hysterical when she first got in the car and um you know, it just, you know, got a reminder, like you're not inside anymore. You're safe, like taking you home, like you're good. But, um, then throughout the day, she, she stayed at our house, um, until her husband got, he was able to fly home. Um, and she seemed okay, you know, like just trying to process it. But I think the last couple of days she's just, and I mean, just, I think maybe just the realization that like that dude was shot, like all the like pictures that keep coming out are all around her. Like he was circling where she was. Wow. Like, like hiding. It's crazy. So, yeah. It's crazy. He had 13 full, fully loaded magazines for an AR-15. It's like Oof. 300 and 
380 rounds or I don't have, I'm not good at math. It was like 300 something rounds. It was like 60 pounds of ammunition of, and, and magazine. So like he was there to like do some serious shit and wow. But all the pictures were of him surrounding like in different angles and different sides of where she was hiding at. So I just think the realization of just how close you were, like she had to, she had to walk over him, you know, like when she came oh, out. Wow. No so way. Like, yeah. She's, she's having a tough time. Wow. Well, you know, I tried to give her some this is- I tried to give her some perspective yesterday and I think you would probably agree with this like I think life in general is about how you look at things and and of course it's a traumatic situation I've never been in it so I'm not going to pretend like I know what the fuck I'm talking about but I do know a little bit about trauma and I tried to explain that like you can either look at it look how close I was to being killed or or look at how bad this is or you can step outside and take a real deep breath of some brisk air and I guess just be fortunate and grateful that nothing yeah. bad happened to you or anybody else. And just, you're not going to be able to think like that all the time. But I feel like when you, I think anyone can probably think about that. Like if something really bad's happening to you and you're really just kind of really the king in on that one negative thing in your life, you can just go outside and like be grateful for the fact that you can take a big deep breath of some fresh air and that you're just still here. I think that's always a positive. At least that's no, what I try to do. Sometimes I, I, I make no, things so serious. I'm very, I'm very well said. I'm very well said. And this might upset a few people, but it's a joke. But we're going to go from one American pastime of uh, shooting up stores to another American, oh, American tradition of Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's a hell of a segue. <laughs> from one American tradition to another one. It's a joke, people. It's a joke. Uh, I was on the news this morning. It was on the news. I was watching it. I was letting bed. I was thinking, what is this nonsense? Bloody Groundhog Day. And Harrington just seemed to have it in the in the notes. Listen, I know. It's, that makes it's, a it's, lot of sense. It's tradition. It's tradition. It, you know, and we've got some dumb stuff in England. Oh, my God. But Harrington, what, it, uh, what, what, what is this in the notes? What are they saying? What are they saying? And, and can we have a video for anyone that doesn't know what Groundhog Day is? So it depends on who you're asking. Because Punks of Tony Phil is the traditional, like, that's the one America goes with. Uh, that groundhog came out of its burrow. It saw its shadow, which means it's a sunny day, which is a, it's a bad thing for some reason. Um, and that means we have six more weeks of winter. However, uh, in Georgia, uh, Beauregard, General Beauregard Lee, their gopher, uh, came out of the plantation house and did not see its shadow. So the oh. South is looking forward to a very mild couple more weeks of winter. I'm not oh, sure which groundhog this is. It, it may or may not be the one he's talking about, but uh, that's Punxsutawney Phil. It's Gobbler's Knob. I don't like him. <laughs> the seer of seer. I don't like Phil. Was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Guys, <laughs> and then speaking in groundhoggies, directed this President Uncle to the proper scroll, which reads. I see the morning has brought the finest people. I see their bravery and spirit. Does this last much longer? The time has come. I, I mean, can whole feel scroll. it. The excitement, I can hear it. I see right. the folks right. with this could go on for a while. Hair. Could Wait, go what, on for a while. What was General? Was General Bo, What was the other one? The other one's name? Pope Tony. General Beauregard Lee. Where does Where does General Beauregard Lee live? Uh, Georgia. They don't know shit about. They're all drunk <laughs> yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all listen, drunk I, down there. They didn't see if any. If I'm shadows. ever gonna listen to a rodent, 
to give me advice on the weather. And he's going to be southern. He's going to be southern. He's going to be southern. He's going to be, what's he called? What's he called? Beauregard Lee. Well, Paul general. Regard Lee. Beauregard Lee. He's a general. The guy's been in the military for crying out loud. He can predict the He's weather. An American hero. <laughs> He's an American hero. And look at them all. They're all dressed up. Like, uh, do they think? It, are they just having a laugh and they think it's a bit of fun? Or does that? Is there any little part of them that's taking this seriously? And I for, forgive me, forgive me, the American audience. I'm having a laugh with it. Come on, let, let let's be let's be honest. It's a fucking rodent. tradition makes people do weird shit without questioning it so they might this might just be very sincere yeah i think it's real you think so you think you think they they, they... what's like a weird thing that like some weird tradition that maybe be similar in the uk yeah this is what i mean i I can't sit here and cast judgment we've got lots of dumb shit i can't think of anything like that off the top of my head but i just i just keep thinking of morris dancing Look, look at Morris dancing. What's that? Uh, <laughs> Don't know stuff. They like, have this pole and a bunch of grown men. They kind of skip around in a circle with like hankies or something. <laughs> is, that a, is that a UK thing? <laughs> yes, sadly. Is there, <laughs> today, is there a video gonna, of you with a hanky? There is not a video of me. I've got tights on my head now and again, but you'll never see me with a hanky. Um, um, the screenshot that people took of you with the tights on your head. I know. Oh, here you go. Is this this is Morris dancing? Yeah. What is this? Anthony, in the groundhog is stupid. Yeah, well, exactly. That's why like, I can't say anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's way worse dumb, stupid English traditions. But still, there we go. Anthony, we're gonna get you Morris dancing. That is for damn yeah. sure. I'm in. Maybe we'll get me skinny. When that, fi- when that time finally comes. All right, uh, MMA news. Let's get into some MMA news. Harrington, what do we think? What is the biggest story? Because Anthony doesn't look at the notes. To be fair, he's training. Well, did we talk about... I, I guess I was a little late, so I don't know if you talked about any MMA news, but we, Nothing. as soon as we recorded on Monday, there was no Arnold Allen, uh, Max Holloway fight that, we talk- that was announced yet. Yep. Well, to be fair to Harrington, he it's number one. It's number it? one. It's nope, number it one, be. and we have not spoke about it. He was offered the core main event slot on UFC 286, but couldn't get doctor clearance. Now he's going to fight against Arnold Allen. No, it's Arnold Allen, Max Holloway. Five-round main event, April 15th. So happy for Arnold Allen. Right, here's a man that deserves it. I think he's on a nine or a ten-fight win streak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. Kept his mouth shut, hasn't talked crap, hasn't complained about being overlooked. 10-fight win streak. Who was his last win against? Uh, oh, Calvin Cater. No, Dan. Was it Calvin Cater or Dan Hooker? Oh, that was the last two. Was, yeah. 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 He's looking absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Max Holloway, though. Tough fight. That's a big test. I, I think it's the perfect fight for, for Arnold, Arnold Allen to figure out if he is who we think he is. I think that as analysts, I think we got a pretty good grasp on what he's capable of and, and, and where he could potentially go. I think he's absolutely good enough to be the champion. But we're absolutely going to find out. Um, Max Holloway is, is a tough out for anybody that isn't named Alexander Volkanovsky. I mean, I mean, it's, it's almost unfair, isn't it? It's almost unfair because it's like, mm-hmm. right, so you've got a 10-fight win. It's like we got two champions. No, I, that's what I'm that's saying. That's how it feels. And that, it's, yeah. it's like, okay, so you're going on a 10-fight win streak. And if, but if you get through Max Holloway, you get to fight for the belt. Who, by the way, 
was a dominant champion forever and had two very close fights with Volkanovski. The third one, of course, was a runaway for Volk. But, you know, you know, I mean, he's going in the Hall of Fame. He's an absolute sure. legend of the sport. He's still a young man. He's still mm-hmm. in his prime and he's still got it. And he's going to be going to be so hungry to like, you know, prove to the world that he's not done yet. And that fight is what it was. And sometimes there's just that one guy that's got your number. And, and I, I don't think that, I, I think some of the questions that were being asked after the last Volkanovsky fight was, does Max still have it? Is he regressing? Is he, is he falling off? I don't think he is at all. I think Volkanovsky's just that damn good, and I think he's getting better faster. He's adjusting yeah. better to that matchup. I think with Max being so long and rangy and tall for the weight class, Volkanovsky's the polar opposite. He's short and compact like a little bowling ball. I think he's just a tough matchup for Holloway. And Max is not that old. I, what's he, 30? I would guess he's 31. He's super young. So he was he, he was six months old when he had his first fight in the UFC. <laughs> That's how it feels. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I don't think so, but I do think that if Arnold can get over on Max Holloway, that's a absolute. That's a that's a title shot. Let me just. Like, uh, you, I just there's no. Say, there's nothing else. Yeah. No, no, well, no, no. With, without question. Without question. Uh, by the way, we apologize for Anthony Smith's audio. You won't be aware. Obviously, you're on the road. You travel. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, it's just cutting out a little bit, but it, it can't be helped. You No, you're fine. You're fine. It, it, it's okay. It's okay. okay. But I just thought I'd mention it so that the uh, you know everyone's not bitching in the comment section. But um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, if he beats him, it has to be a title fight all day long. <sighs> but it's a tough one. I mean. Look at Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. I don't know if you saw that fight. I called mm-hmm. it. And Yair started so good. And I thought, oh, my God, because of what happened in the Volkanovski fight with Holloway, I thought, wow, he's like kind of got old overnight. Maybe his best days are behind him. Yair was kicking him with some head kicks that were just echoing around the apex. It was ridiculous. But then Holloway, the old son of a gun, you know what I mean? He is one of the toughest men. I mean, the chin that he has is ridiculous. And he turns it around. And ends up winning the fight. I mean, you can never count Max out, man. He's incredible. He really is. No, speaking of his chin, the the shots that he took a couple shots in the Holloway fight or the last Volkanovski fight, they were just unreal to watch cage side. I, I I just couldn't believe that he was still standing. Yeah, it was it was insane to watch. He's tough as hell. Uh, moving on here, and I don't know about this. Harris has put it in the uh, the notes, and it's number two. Apparently. And I don't know if I, I'm gonna have to, if, if this is true, I'm gonna have to play a long in commentary, but I don't know if I can because the fighter will always go back to the corner, right? Always mm-hmm. go back to the corner. You're in your corner. Apparently, now, according to Harrington, there's no more corners in the UFC. It is going to be the prime hydration recovery zone. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I knew it. The prime, I'm not calling it that. I'm calling it the fucking red corner. It's the corner. It's, it's the, the corner. corner. You can't even say that. Oh, he's going to head back to the prime hydration zone. <laughs> he's like, excuse me. He's, gonna, he's, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting his ass kicked, but it's okay. Because when his corner speaks to him in the prime hydration recovery zone, <laughs> it's not exactly rolling off the tongue, is it? It doesn't roll off the tongue at all. It doesn't. Where did you get this verbiage from? Where, where did you see this? Uh, I was just in press releases all over. I will, I'll look for the official UFC statement on it, but that was the, uh, that was what I read when they inked the deal 
Uh, Because you saw, like, Logan Paul put out that video where he's like, oh, I'm signing a deal with the UFC. I want Patty Pimblet, the whole nine. And uh, it turned out to just be that that they were sponsoring uh, uh, the UFC with their new sports drink. I'm fair play to Logan and KSI. Because this prime stuff is just taking off. I had a sip of it the first for the first time ever. It was all right. It was all right. Nothing special. Tastes like a, it was like a Gatorade. Yeah, just yeah, same type of stuff. But I went to pick up Lucas and his buddy. Um, you know, Rebecca was serving up the dinner, and he mm-hmm. was a bit. He was he was quite far away. So I and he was going to walk home. I said, "I'll go and grab him." It's dark and it's getting cold. So I drive down, and he's got a big, massive. Oh, you can't see my hands. It's a big, massive, like twenty-four pack of Prime Energy drinks. I'm like, what are you doing with that? He said, oh, dad, everyone's going crazy for them at school. So I, you buy them in a 24-pack, I can sell them at a profit at school because he used to sell I the candy. I love that. He was the candy cartel, but now he's just – the cartel's kind of uh, – big war. Now he's just the candy man. But now he's he's, <laughs> he's just the, – the, he's not the candy cartel, he's the candy man. And now he's, he's branching out into the prime. The, what an entrepreneur. Wait until I know, he learns I'm proud about of drugs. <laughs> well, no, because it's he watches fair. Breaking Bad, and he's like, "Okay, he knows all about selling meth." Well, at least he's selling candy and drinks. Well, that's what I said. But you know what? If, if, he, he, so- selling- if he sold him, if he sold him to adults, though, he could probably, if you could get him like a, I don't know, thirty or forty shooters of vodka, though, to sell with the drinks, he'd probably make a killing from the adults. <laughs> if he was selling meth, okay, which okay. hopefully, if. Ho- if. For the hopefully FBI never got I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna throw it out there. No offense to you drug dealers. Hopefully my son never ends up selling meth, right? Okay, go after me in the comment section. He's against people selling meth. Uh but <laughs> if he was a, a piece of shit. Yeah, God, he's so judgmental from his ivory tower. Uh if he was selling meth and he was in Canada, I don't think he'd be in very much trouble. Have you seen the news there? No. What what's going on there? Cocaine. What else? Cocaine, meth. Fentanyl, heroin, legalized or, or decriminalized now. Harrington, the floor is yours. Take over. I have nothing. I have no. What? I have no statement in front of me. But uh, read the script. Yeah, it's similar to uh, the laws that Oregon passed just a few years ago, where they're decriminalizing all of the the substances. Uh, up to two and a half grams found on a person now will be considered uh, just for personal use, and it's become completely decriminalized. Uh, so yeah. you can't be arrested or charged for it. Cocaine, heroin, and meth. Yeah, yeah. Nice. They, they did. They, I know it's like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> that did. seems like such a bad idea. I don't know if it is. Certainly, if you've got a cocaine habit, it's not. But uh, not uh, apparently, the, the studies show, because they did this in uh, Portugal. In Portugal, mm-hmm. they decriminalized it all in the, in the year 2000. And it had... Uh, a massive improvement on society. Uh, <laughs> crime, the crime rate fell. Uh, overdoses dr- dramatically reduced, you know, because you're not buying cut, tainted crap off the streets, you know. So right. apparently it helps out. No, no, I don't know if it does or if it doesn't, but I just saw that and I just thought, what world are we living in? Meth? Meth? Yeah, I mean, that so seems dirty. I saw that there was fentanyl as well. I'm like, really? You know, so it I mean, just seems... It just seems like that's a really bad idea, but I—I I mean, what do I? I don't know shit about shit. I don't know so, about uh, anything. About it just shit. seems like a bad idea. Next time we're gonna party. I suppose I don't know anybody that would be like, "Oh, well, cocaine and meth are decriminalized now. I better start doing it." 
<laughs> I'm not sure that's the message, but I just saw no. that and I just thought, well, that's a little bit interesting. Uh, but still, there we go. There we go. Um, what should we talk about? I mean, we've got fights this weekend. Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak. Right. Uh, obviously, there's some finals. I'm assuming you didn't see Road to the UFC. No. Yeah, no, it not. was like a mini tournament, if you will, that they were having out from the European countries to Europe, mm-hmm. which, what am I talking about? Asian the countries, Asian, yeah. the Asian countries to find new talent out there. So they got the finals of that this weekend. Some really, really good talent, actually. I've been watching some of the fights. So if you like some good technical striking and whatnot, tune in. But main event. You want to talk, hold on, you want to talk about some technical, fantastic striking. Did you Please. watch the latest episode of Slap Fighting, the Slap Fighting League last night? Oh, I, I, I did not. I did not. Now we're, now we're going into the weeds of the pure controversy. But go on, what happened last night? I didn't see it. I, I, I'm commentating the final. I'm supposed to be watching it, but I keep forgetting on a Wednesday night it's on. I'm going to ask the producers to send me check, a link. So check I can your catch email. Up. They're sending out check. email reminders. Don't worry, Mike. I will edit this part. Well, I didn't know you're all right. You don't have to edit it out. I'm getting lots are, of text are we not here. supposed to? Are we not supposed to talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about it. Well, he was just admitted to not watching it. No, no, no. I'm going oh. to watch it. I'm going because I have to do so for research purposes. But I've right. just been very busy. But but what happened on last night? Slappity bappity. The the same thing happened that happens every time, and I love every second of it. They slapped the shit out of each other, and people went to sleep. Yeah, it, yeah. I got completely roasted yesterday, like for. My, on my Sirius XM show, oh, I saw it. Said, are you, you basically are you willing you to admit? It. I love it. I it's the same shit. Remember when you and I had we had this debate a long for a long time. I just hijacked the conversation too. Sorry. No, please, please, um, please. How I loved or I hated the like I wasn't super about the celebrity boxing and the YouTubers boxing with chicken farmers and and all just the weird shit. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you had this really good point that like you just accepted it for what it was like you weren't watching it like you were watching boxing like just a kind of a circus show it's entertainment you watch it for what it is and then leave it i remember you saying that and that's kind of how i look at slap fighting like people are so mad they're like these guys are idiots like mm, i don't necessarily disagree <laughs> like it's yeah. not a martial art i don't think in my in my it's not estimation I, I don't even know what you would call it i just it's just pure entertainment for me but people hate that I like it. It's so weird. It's the, it's a very weird thing for me. So this is the craziest thing because you're right. So how uh, maybe Brian in a minute play it because uh, I've got a funny story as well that goes with it. But on my Instagram, uh, I shared me because what I did, I commentated them. So I went down into the locker rooms. Right. You know, I, I gave them a little slap. I'm like, you want to get slapped in the face properly? I said, I'll give you a little warm up slap if you want. You know, I'm gonna get those cheeks ready for it, the big ones. So I shared a little video on my Instagram, and oh my <clears> god, <throat> the comments. Oh, this is a big L for you, Bisping, and all the rest of it. And I see the criticism. I create. I see that. I'll go on. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, Brian. We'll come to that in a minute. We'll come to it in a minute because I'll tell the story because it's come out. But um, the criticism is ridiculous. Right, this is this is insane and all the rest of it, you know. I get that there's no defense, but no one's putting a gun to these people's heads. There is slap leagues, promotions, whatever you want to call them, all over YouTube, all over America, mm-hmm. all over the world. You know all what I mean? The world, all over the world. 
It's not a new phenomenon. Do you know what I mean? They're just wrapping it up. They're doing it in a reality uh, TV format, which is going to make it way more interesting. There's athletic commissions sanctioning it, so there's going to be safety and medical screening involved before and after. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But everyone's just talking so much shit. It's not a new thing. They didn't invent the concept. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, no, I, and I was a fan of this shit way before yeah. the UFC got involved. I've been talking about this stuff forever. Like you can well, go back and see that. pictures of me on flyers to slap, like as a special guest to slap really? fighting leagues all over the Midwest. Like this is not new for me. Like it's new. <laughs> this is not You're new. A this is boy. Me and my friends have been watching this shit for a long time. It's just, it's even more exciting for me now that the UFC is involved and I don't have to hide it. I've been hiding the fact that I'm a slap fighting junkie <laughs> for like two years. I, but now that the UFC, I was always afraid that the, like my peers and maybe the UFC would be like, why does this guy keep promoting this bullshit? Like, but I've been loving it. So now that they love it, I love And I just hate the, oh, look, two more UFC employees that are getting paid to say this. Nah, bro. I've been a fan of this shit for a while. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, wow. I mean, look, listen, listen, the people involved, you know, as I say, you know, there's look at mixed martial arts, right? There's, 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 we're all a bit nuts. It takes a certain special of someone. You have to be cut from a certain kind of cloth, mm -hmm. in my opinion, to step into an octagon, almost naked with four ounce gloves on, and you can beat the crap out of your opponent. Okay. And it's kind of a similar kind of cloth that you have to be cut from to do the same thing in, in the, the slap fighting. And when I've spoke to these people, a lot of them have tried the hand at mixed martial arts, you know, mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, they couldn't turn it into a successful career. Do you know what I mean? But they've got the balls to do this. I mean, and it does take balls. Let me tell you, because a lot of them do, do flinch. I wouldn't do it. No way. No way. What would it no, take? I, what would it take for you to do one? Well, there's just no way. Well, I mean, if you slap me on this side, potentially, but if you slap me on this side as hard as you can, I'm definitely going to lose the vision in my, in my gut. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that makes Yeah. Yeah, because it's already like, you know, I, it's hanging on by a bloody, by, by a thread. Do you know what I mean? It's like my yeah. vision is hanging on by the end of a cliff, cliff, mm -hmm. with like a few, but, but someone's stepping on those fingers and they're like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> eventually they're going to go, ah, you know what I mean? So, no, I wouldn't do it. No amount of money. What about you, Anthony? Oh, I mean, there's definitely a number. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. a, <laughs> there's a number for sure. It's a pretty goddamn big one, but it, it there's a number or you could get to for sure but it i'm pretty I, I have no desire at all i'm not surprised I, I love to fight i love to fight i would fight for free don't tell the ufc i said that yeah, but no. there's no I'd way commentate for free do not tell them that either <laughs> I, 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 that's what i mean like so i have a, a pure desire to fight and compete i love doing this i, I love I, you know i love working the desk i love being an analyst I, I, there's no desire for me to take a shot like that. I mean, the, the way that these people react, like I've never seen people's fingers do shit like that. It's insane. Yeah, no, it is wild. Uh, anyway. All right. Sorry yeah. for hijacking the conversation. No, 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 not at all. It is our podcast. Uh, just, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell this story real quick. Watch this sound, Brian sound. Could do me the, uh, favor, the honor, the honor. It would, <laughs> it would be my honor. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Right. Oh, you're a fucking psycho. I tapped him. I tapped. The first one was literally like like that. And he's like, give mm-hmm. me some more. Give me some more. So this time it was like, it was like that. You know, it was not yeah. nothing. You know what not I mean? Not crazy hard. Yeah. No, I was messing around. Ah, for the cameras. But when I actually did it, I didn't hit him hard. Anyway, I would never tell the story, but I've been asked about it by two journalists. So obviously it's come from the UFC or whoever's in control. Um, on that day, the guy that I slapped there, he was involved in the last bout of the day. So me and Dan Helly are commentating it, and it comes to the final one, and he doesn't walk out. It doesn't happen. And I start overthinking, thinking, shit. It's not because I slapped him, is it? It's not because I slapped him. Oh, my God, what is he playing at? The producer comes in and says, apparently, Michael, yeah, that, that fight, that bout is not going ahead because you slapped him. Uh, apparently, after you slapped him, he started getting a headache. All his vision were blurry. He couldn't see properly. No way. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I don't believe this. Like, you know, Dana and Lorenzo mm-hmm. Fatito are sitting there waiting for the next bout to come out. And they're like, why isn't it going on? Uh, because Bisping went into the locker room earlier and decided to slap him. <laughs> oh, no. So it's not going ahead. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's bullshit. I hardly touched the guy, and I did hardly touch him. And apparently the doctor checked him out, and the doctor was like, no, this guy's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. I mm-hmm. think, and it's just my theory, is that he saw like people get knocked out. You know, right. if you like seeing knockouts, you, you, there's some vicious ones. I think he saw that and was like, I don't really fancy this, if I'm honest. I think he chickened out, and he saw an alternative scapegoat, me. Right. And he begged for what? it. And he was begging for it. Begged. Begged, begged. me. Bend the knee. Begged me to slap him in the face. If somebody begged you to slap them in the face, uh, Anthony, what would happen? I'm going to slap him. 100%. You got to slap a lot, him. I would have hit him a lot harder than you hit him. Certainly because they are in a slap league. You know right. what I mean? We're warming up. So you can't hold me accountable. All right, breaking news. Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right. They have gone from the waist to the face to help you replace that bulky razor with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. They have created the best tools for you to turn heads with a clean, perfectly groomed and conditioned beard. Finally, tame your mane by going to manscaped.com. Use the code BISPING20 and you will get 20% off plus free shipping listen we know manscaped they have uh well they had the manscaped right the world's leader in below the waist grooming but all their products are the, the highest quality they really are so the beard trimmer is no different it all starts with the beard hedger this thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces first off it's waterproof it's got a cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 haircutting lengths all with no guard so no more messy drawers fill of all you know I used to have one. You open up your top drawer in your bathroom and there's just attachments everywhere. No more need for that crap. Plus the trimmer has a titanium coated T-blade that is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction of your beard cutting at one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit is much more than a trimmer, though. It comes with four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. It's got the beard shampoo and conditioner. All your hair is different. Did you know that? And your beard hair is much more coarse and easier to damage. That's why the kit has shampoo and conditioner designs, particularly to moisturize, reducing growing hairs, and replenish your natural oils, promoting beard health. So, guys. 
go to manscaped.com. By the way, after that, you can top it off with the beard balm. Manscaped, they're taking over men's grooming. Balls, crown jewels, face, beards, hair, conditioner and shampoo in one, whatever you name it, Manscaped is where you want to go. Go to manscaped.com. Bisping20 is the code. You will get 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use the code BISPING20. Anyway, Derek Lewis, for the fifth time, we're going to talk about this. I don't care. We're going to get to it. It's a big main event. They don't get bigger than Derek Lewis. But what is he? Has he lost three out of his last four? I think he has. Three out of his last four. Tied to Avasa, Cyril Garn. He beat Chris Dawkins. He lost to... I don't know, it's three out of the last four. The big you, Russian cat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sergei Pavlovich, that's Pavlovich. right. Yeah. But now he's fighting another big Russian, Sergei mm-hmm. Spivak. Spivak's nowhere near as dangerous on the feet as Pavlovich is. But in terms of takedowns, this man's a beast with takedowns. Look at what he did to Greg Hardy. Picked him up, threw him down. He's done that to a tie to Avasa. He did the same thing to him. Do you know what I mean? So for Derek Lewis, he's in a tough position. How do you see this going down, Anthony? Uh, I hope he doesn't make me look like an idiot, man. But I, I, I think Derek Lewis has an easy win here. Not that Spivak is an easy fight. I think the styles work out for Derek. If you, if you kind of historically go back and look at Derek's career, the way to beat Derek Lewis is, is to outstrike him. He's only really, other than DC, DC was the only guy that could really, could, could really take him down and control him and keep him there um, and be dominant on the ground with him kind of look back the guys that have beaten Derek Lewis are guys that are more technically sound smoother strikers so I don't think Spivak is that guy I think the guys that are panic shooting for takedowns that really have their mindset or have their have their game plan is to be dead set on getting a takedown and controlling Derek Lewis I think all of those guys have struggled except for DC like uh you look at your Curtis Blades you look at um Oh, the Curtis Blades. Yeah, I mean, Derek Lewis does such a good job. I mean, how many times have we seen him full side control, flat on his back, no skill just, set at all, and just stand up? I mean, he's he's a different breed. And, and and to be fair to Derek Lewis, DC is a different kind of animal on the ground. So yeah. he's the only one that's really been able to control him for any amount of time on the ground. DC, like when Derek Lewis yeah. wants to get up, he gets the fuck up. It, and that's... It's it's like it's, he he needs he needs to he needs to fight those guys that are wrestlers because he he knows that if they're not going to strike with him he's got it figured out on either how to land the shot on their way in like like it makes them predictable it's when they're dangerous on their feet that he has lots of problems I totally agree um, and Lewis is as dangerous as they come he's got the most knockouts in the UFC as we know he's got ridiculous punching power he's got great timing as you said that uppercut with Curtis Blades unbelievable Harrington I was trying to type this out while you started talking I started typing and it was typing a little message in the chat but I hadn't clicked on the chat box so I just typed nothing Uh, waste of time Uh, Harrington just look this up it's funny you're talking about DC because I spoke to Sergey yesterday and I spoke to Lewis as well Lewis mm-hmm. is not too happy with Daniel Cormier right now. I think, I don't know what the quote was. Just look that up, please, or uh, if you've so, got it. Yeah, I saw it earlier, and I, I didn't put it in the notes because I wasn't sure if we were going to get to it. But, uh, yeah, DC said that while he thinks that uh, Derek Lewis does win this weekend, his days of being a top heavyweight are behind him. Yeah, yeah, and that obviously hit a nerve 
with Lewis, yeah. you know, and I don't blame him. And listen, hey, DC is entitled to his uh, opinion. That's him being an analyst and a commentator and certainly someone that's been in there with Lewis. So he knows, you know, he also knows that everyone's run comes to an end and maybe he's recognised that maybe the sport's caught up with him or, you know, we're not going to see any more big knockouts. But also on the flip side, Lewis is allowed to respond. And I spoke to him yesterday and I said, because I've suffered that and you've suffered it as well. You know, people write you off. People mm -hmm. talk shit. You know, I remember, and I'm sure you've got similar stories, people saying I wasn't good enough, he'll never be champ and all the rest of it. That just motivates you. And as this was my question, what I asked Derek, I said, when I, when you hear stuff like that, does it motivate you? Because for me, whilst it angered me and it pissed me off, it also fueled me to work my ass off. Because not only did I want to win for my sake, you know, for the financial rewards and all the rest of it, I also wanted to rub it in their fucking faces and go, ha, look at that. Doubt me. Doubt me, will you? And Lewis was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This has helped me in the training camp. The disrespect. <laughs> that he has received. Yeah. I mean, that that's always kind of been the thing with Derek Lewis though, right? Is he motivated? Which Derek is going to show up? I mean, let DC keep talking. If we're going to get the motivated, in shape, angry Derek Lewis, oh. DC can let him say whatever the fuck he wants because I'm here for that guy. That's for sure. What would you rather have? An angry Derek Lewis, like out of his mind. I'm talking rage level. Level 10. Level 10, red mist anger. Derek Lewis mm -hmm. or DC? Derek Lewis. What would I wait? What would I rather deal with, or who do I think? Yeah, yeah. Which scarier? one would you? Which one? Yeah, which one's scarier? You're locked Derek in a room. Lewis. You can't get out. You got Derek Lewis at a ten or DC at a ten. Uh, get me away from Derek Lewis. I'll take I'll take DC at a ten any day. <laughs> All right, Francis Ngannou at a ten. Derek Lewis at a ten. Still, still Derek Lewis. Uh, hold on. This is a fun game. Uh, all right. Well, Derek, Derek Lewis, I'm, I'm like very poignant here. Like DC's probably uh, is is better. Like he's obviously got oh, the wrestling sure. and all that kind of, that stuff. Him. But I'm a pretty good jujitsu guy, so like I feel like DC shoots a takedown. Like I could tie him up and slow him down. I a little will bit. stall DC up all day long. I, I, I will tie him me up on the ground. I, I will tie him up. Like he is, he's not going to get too many big shots off on me. Derek Lewis is a big son of a bitch. Like, and he can kind of. <laughs> Grapple a little bit, just hammer, just smash your head like a gorilla. I'm out. Just smash your face into <laughs> same. Same with Francis. Like I could, I could hide my head. Like I could grab onto Francis's leg and like tuck ahead. And I don't know. I'll hide it somewhere. I feel like I'd yeah, do yeah, better yeah. against Francis. In his crotch. I would. He ain't gonna yeah. punch himself in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What do you think? I can't make a prediction. So, you, so you've got Lewis this weekend. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does. Well, against guys that have to grapple, and I think Spivak has to grapple. Yeah, yeah. He's getting better, though, on the feet. He's getting better he on the feet, for he sure. Is. He is. He's, He's confident, too. He's Even their last, their last fight, uh, when it ended up being canceled the morning of, um, he's got a different confidence about him, Sergey does. It's, it's, he, he's, he's kind of turning a corner, I think, mentally. Uh, that, that makes a difference at this level. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, let's take a look at some of this stuff. Harrington, give us a th throw. Should we do a non-MMA? Let's do one of Harrington's non-MMA stories. Okay. Harrington, which one would you put in? You put these in, Harrington. Which is, which is your proudest one? Okay, well... In fact, uh, in fact I don't want to know. Just, 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 set, just set us up. Okay, probably this one. Oh, okay. Uh, seeing as, as you guys have children of about uh, this age, 
Uh, let's see here. A massive brawl broke out at a high school basketball game, and it ended up, I'm sorry, middle school basketball Oof. game, and it ended up costing a 60-year-old man his life. Let's take a look at what? the video. We have a video, but are we sure we want to uh, show a murder on screen? Here it comes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you can't really see where it happens in here. You don't even know which one they're talking about. Where was this? Uh, these are like parents fighting, right? Where was yeah, this, Hamilton? Parents fighting. Uh, I will look up the, the location right now. Uh, but the story I read was oh, just a uh, middle school basketball game led to a... It's not that game. serious. No, it isn't that serious. You're right. This is basketball. In Vermont, of all places. Vermont. We're getting down like that in Vermont. Oh, wow. What would happen if it kicked off in uh, Nebraska? Don't worry. I was going to say Arkansas, but no one gets the joke anymore. Go on. Yeah. Uh, Well, it depends. I mean, if my kid's involved, then I'm going to leave there at least 13 or 14 and 0, for sure. Yeah. How many non-trained non civilians on a basketball court? You, you, you doing, you, you've, you've gone schizo. Someone's backhanded one of your daughters. She's hit the floor. She's banged the head when she goes down. She's unconscious. There's a pool of blood coming from the back of her head. Jesus. Okay. And it's your favorite daughter, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? And then someone says, chill, bro. It's not that big of a deal. Anthony Smith goes to a 10. How many untrained civilians mm-hmm. could you take down in 60 seconds? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Of course. Uh, yeah, all of them. Probably. Yeah, all of them. Now, nah, dumb question, dumb question. So I asked Harrington, <laughs> but this is this this is this is what we have. That's the that's the non-MMA story. That was the one he was most proud of. That's the one did you he see was the, most... Did you see the the kid that was playing hide and seek? Did we do this one? Oh no, it it's the... actually here. Is it no, there? It was, it was is it real? Okay. Days. Oh, did we talk about it? No, no, we no, didn't. no. Mike was like, "It's it's crap. Throw it out." No, I thought it was great. <laughs> I I never said that, Harrington. But I, but I'm very intrigued. No, t- tell me because I remember seeing something about it in the notes. I didn't look at it. Go on. Uh, Harrington may have to fact check me here, but I don't remember exactly where the kid started. But he was, I think he was like was 12 years old, I think, or 15. I don't know how old he was, but he was young, and he was playing hide and seek with his friends, and they were in like shipping port area and he hides in a shipping container and like i don't know where he was but then they shut the container loaded it on a ship and then shipped the kid like to another country and they found him five days later oh in the container God. In, oh God, yeah. look at him blast yeah he was in malaysia and he got shipped to bangladesh <laughs> six days in a shipping container no food no water no sunlight oh, and he survived man. i was gonna say I'm glad he's he survived lucky. he's it's not funny alive it's not funny if he dies no. But that he's alive and he was playing hide and seek and ended up in another country. That's wild. He took that ball and ran with it. He's like, okay, okay. Go on, Harrington. Hide he and seek grand champion. World record, Guinness world record, best hide and seeker ever. He wins. He wins everything. He won did it. you ever were you a good were you a big hide and seeker, Mike? I mean, we used to play, what do we call? Hers and hounds. What's that? You know what that is? Mm-mm. Well, one team of the hares, one team of the hounds. And they run off into like the castle. The castle, we had the Clitheroe Castle, which is the castle grounds are huge right by my house. And uh, so that was like our playground, if you will. And yeah, one set of the, the hares run, you know, and we give them like a minute or two minutes or whatever the fuck it was. It's been a long time and we've got to go find them. We've got to go catch them. It was great. I loved it. Hares and hounds. What a great game. 
with an afternoon. And and when you got all the hairs, then you switched it. But most of the time, here's what happened. Most of the time, they can't be arsed. They say, right, I'm going to go home. Because you want to be the one getting chased. The one getting chased is way better. Do you know what I mean? It's way more fun. Way more fun to be chased and hiding. Oh, they're coming, they're coming. Because when you're the the one looking, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Where are they? This this is ridiculous. Even playing hide and seek. I do it with Lucas. Well, we used to when he was younger, you know, but you know where he is. Yeah. So, do, 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 you're walking Where's by pretending you don't. Oh my God. You can see like the, 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 the feet underneath, like the, the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the door, you know. What about you? Hide and seek guy? Uh, well, with my kids for sure. We were, we were in uh, the Black Hills in South Dakota like uh, last winter, riding razors and just hanging out with a, a, like probably, I think five families. We all stayed in this huge house. And two of the younger ones, they were like, three or four years old uh mine and then one other younger kid um decided they were going to play hide and seek from the parents but not tell the parents that that's what they were doing and we lost them both for uh, almost an hour the kids like the kids yeah we couldn't find them i mean it's a i mean it was a big enough house where we all pitched in i mean five families there's 30 people in this house you know what i mean so uh and it was it was terrifying yeah, I'm gonna say I bet you were shitting your pants. I was fucking terrified. Have you have you, you ever lost a kid? I mean, I mean, obviously you lost two for yeah, yeah. Then that was the only real time. One time, uh, one of my kids wandered off in a grocery store for like 30 seconds, and I almost died. Yeah, like I was so afraid. Like at least in the house, I was pretty sure they were in the house the whole time. We started panicking like after a while because we couldn't find them. But this house was like outside of town on like the side of the mountain where we were skiing and stuff so there was no strangers there was no like there was no way they got outside like we were fairly 99 percent sure they were in the house we just couldn't find them so that was different but like inside of a grocery store for in this we, world for like 30 seconds it, or a minute it, it's terrifying it is absolutely yeah. i remember we were at the trafford center it's a big mall in manchester big mm-hmm. old shopping center as we call it Huge. And uh, we're walking along and Callum and Ellie, Lucas wasn't even around. They must have been, Ellie was like four. You know what I mean? Right. And I still don't know whose fault it was, but we're walking along and the, and the, like a storefront is open and, the, you know, there was something mm-hmm. that caught our eye and we just stopped to look at it for a second. And I was like, oh, do you like that babe or whatever? Blah, 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 blah. And it was like a, a 20 second conversation. And then we stop and we look around and Ellie's not there. And oh God! The sheer panic. Unless you're a parent, you'll never understand it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh! And we're looking round. We're looking round. We're looking, and she just wasn't there. She and I'm. I start sprinting up and down. The mall's on multiple levels. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! Panicking like crazy. I'm like shit. I just. I'm like, Beck, keep looking, but don't go far from here. Just look around the immediate vicinity. I'm going to run down to the security. I run down to the security right. desk because I know where it is. I'm like, hey, 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 my daughter is missing. I said, you got to make sure uh, nobody leaves the mall. Or, or at least look at the cameras and double check that no one is walking out with a little girl with whatever color dress she had on. I'm like, the, 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 the bloody teenager or whatever working behind the desk. I'm like, what? What are you saying? Oh, yeah, I just want to punch I'm that like, guy. I'm like, I wanted to smash his face. And I'm like, dude, my daughter's missing. And anyway, and then I said, I said, you know, whatever, alert security or whatever. Then I yeah. thought I better run back to where Rebecca was and we're there. And I'm hoping, please, she's there. And she's like, no, she hasn't turned up yet. Oh, about five, God. five, ten. No, I'd say about ten minutes has passed out, and we're shitting it. We're feeling like awful parents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And then eventually some nice old lady comes walking along. He's got my daughter by the hand. She's crying. My daughter's crying her eyes out, crying her eyes out. Oh, God. And she just kept, like the- you stopped and she kept walking? We stopped for a second and she carried on walking. And then yeah. obviously when she realized she was lost, she's carried on walking that direction because mm-hmm. she's four years old. Do you know what I mean? God, I can't imagine. Like in a Ugh. public place like that with other people and strangers and ooh. There's a beach in uh, Cornwall, England, Fistral Beach, and they have the surf, the World Surf Championships on there every year. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the World Championships because surfing in England, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like when you're the it's like when you're the world champion of a regional MMA promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, the world champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Are you really? Uh, and my my little sister, and, and on this beach, this huge beach, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. She disappeared for hours. Hours on end. But anyway, no, no one cares. Way. I was interested in that. Yeah, mm. thank you. I care. What should we talk about? Volkanovsky is consuming 4,000 calories a day and he's weighing around 170 pounds ahead of next week. How does that make you feel? Jealous. Yep. Yeah. He's only 15 pounds over. <laughs> it's not he's too bad. Re- his recovery will be through the roof. It will be, yeah, because he's fully fed. Like he's been training at the highest level on four thousand calories. He's not even burning four thousand calories, probably, is he? I doubt it. I doubt it. Not now. No, not now. At least not this I close. Think most men need around. I think it's around about two thousand. He's training, mm-hmm. of course. Maybe he is. Maybe just Maybe, yeah. level. When you're in a training camp, Anthony, and you're trying to get lean and you're trying to make weight and Nothing, no jokes about what happened last time. <laughs> um, what does a typical day of eating look like for you? Um, you know, I've had to, I've had to change it a little bit. Honestly, Mike, I don't really change my diet that much. Like, obviously, the the people that are watching this are going to say, "Well, you fat fuck." Well, you maybe, you maybe, <laughs> maybe you need to start. Maybe you need to start there. Again, I'm not making any excuses, so I can't even say what happened. But like, my weight does balloon a little bit in between fights but as i go through training camp it always levels out so like i'm once i'm in shape and i'm like not a fat fuck uh and not been like coming off an injury i walk at like 220 yeah so i'm I'm fairly light um so, so one of the smaller light heavyweights to answer the question breakfast lunch and dinner what does that look like i didn't ask you uh, i'm not a big, I'm not a big breakfast spectrum, i'm big and small heavyweights uh, light well i'm not well I I'm, I just eat when I'm hungry, so I don't have like a strict diet that I stick to. So like I don't eat breakfast typically. It's usually like a shake or a smoothie or something like that. I'm not a big breakfast guy. Um, I usually do my first training session uh, fasted. So, yep. Um, I train and then I eat lunch. It's like usually on the way to my next practice. Like, what I is your lunch? Like what is your lunch? This is what I'm getting at. What is the lunch? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's probably something super lean because i have to train and go strength and conditioning right afterwards so like a chicken sandwich and a, like i've had to ease off the protein and, and up the carbs a little bit so i'll do like sweet potato fries or something like that and then dinner's super american as fuck like steak and eggs and potatoes isn't fucking super super simple sounds like breakfast <laughs> yeah, yeah um my lunch every day and i mean every single day i just had it before i started now and Rebecca says to me every time, are you not sick of this yet? And I'm like, no, every day it is a taste sensation. Chicken sausages, they're good chicken sausages though. 
Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Chicken sausages, four rashes of bacon, two fried eggs, and a low-carb wrap with a ma- nice, big, healthy splodge of chipotle sauce. That's me. Every day. Every day? Every day. Every single day. Oh, shit. And, and I, no, my, my diet's all over the place. It, that, that is keto all day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's delicious. It's basically an English fry-up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Breakfast. I love a good fry I was just going to say, it sounds like a iteration of like a full Irish breakfast, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like a full, full English, we call it, you know. Uh, it's a full Irish. I'm pretty sure we invented it. It's a full Connor. It's a full Connor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, we're going, off the, we're going off the bloody rails here. What are we talking yeah, we're going about? going off the fucking rails. What should we talk about? Let's... I mean, we've done the fights, we've done the slap boxing, we've annoyed everyone with that. Uh, We've got questions coming up shortly. Here's one that Harrington put in here again. Again, this is what I have to put up with. And everyone says, here comes this bullshit. Why did he get on Harrington's case? I say, because he puts in this. A fashion designer has made a pair of shoes that come with zip-on covers that can be used together as a tote bag. He did this not put that in the fucking notes. I, number four. No, number Hold six. On. Number on. six. Look at your email. Look I'm at looking, your I'm email. Pulling it up. I'm pulling a fashion it up right designer now. has made a pair of shoes that come with zip-on covers that can be used together as a tote bag. I'm like, this is Harrington, you did one. not put this in the fucking notes, did you? <laughs> yes, number I six. did. Number no, the six fuck you did. No, I'm looking. Hold on. Look. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> here we go. Please. Mike Harrington Would notes. Would you wear these? One, two. A fashion designer has made a pair of shoes that come with a zip. Look at that. That's like taking Her- a bag. Her- is he, wrapping- did he take him off his feet and then put his food in him? Yes. Oh yes, my God, that's dude. disgusting. Yes. How much of these? What the fuck? Listen, I've been sticking up for you lately, Harrington. No, you haven't. Don't lie. Yes, yeah, I remember that conversation. Don't try and get the believers further the on your day. side. We talked about this, Mike. I said, listen, maybe we should back off of Harrington a little bit. You said, no, he's a goddamn idiot. <laughs> I said, he's trying. So he's trying, and then you do this shit. And then he puts that story in. What the hell are we doing? Let me ask you this. When you go to the supermarket, and Harrington, you can't put that in without letting me know how much did these shoes cost, because I am intrigued. It's a vital part of the story. Let me ask you this. When, when Mrs. Smith, in fact, who goes to the supermarket in your house? I'm assuming it's not you. I don't know how to answer this question. Well, well, well just, just tell me just who goes to the supermarket. We don't go to the supermarket. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you slaughter your own cows. We know that. We do. We okay. get our, what about we get, your, your general day-to-day? Is it Amazon deliveries? We, we do Instacart. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything gets delivered. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. Everything? Everything. Don't tell Mrs. Bisping. My God. She spends half her life everything. in bloody Ralph's. Yeah. She, she hates going to the store. My wife goes every day. I'm never, especially with the goddamn active shooter situation the other day. Like, no. you're never going to get her in a fucking store now. It's dangerous. Um, yeah, my, my, Rebecca goes every day, every day. I'm like, why don't, in England, and I'm sure it's the same in the States, but they do what's called the, the weekly shop. They do the big shop. They go for the week, and it's, mm-hmm. they, they fill the cart up. You know what I mean? She doesn't do that. She goes down right. every day. I'm like, why don't you just think ahead? Do you know what I mean? Buy the stuff we need. And instead, <laughs> of too the, easy. instead of the same conversation at about 12 o'clock every day, right when she sits down my bacon sausage, sorry, my chicken sausage and my bacon and eggs, 
right when I'm just finished eating that, she goes, what should we do for dinner today? I'm like, well, I don't fucking give a fuck right now because I've got a full stomach. And why don't you just buy a week's worth of food? Um, but I was going to say, when you do go to the supermarket, but well, you don't go, do you? There's no point. Well, I mean, I'm sure we have before. <laughs> would you would you use those shoes? Would you take the the, uh, the no. bag of your shoe? No. no. Are you a paper or plastic kind of guy? Well, that's what I was going to ask as well. Are you? Oh, are you? Okay. A, we're, we're, we're not a paper or a plastic. Rebecca has multiple, and they, again, this pisses me off. You know, like the bags for life. No, those reusable ones. They're the big bags, but they're, they're all by the front door. Mm-hmm. Can we can we store them somewhere else? Because the first thing people see when they <laughs> walk in is a bunch of bags just on the floor. How about put yeah, them in I a drawer, those. in a cupboard? Yeah, in a closet. You know. Fucking hell. No. Jesus Paper Christ. all the way. Paper, paper. paper. Um, Sean Strickland wants to fight Paolo Costa in his final fight. I've seen that. I've seen that. I think Sean... Hey, fair play to him. He's got balls. Mm-hmm. Not sure that would be a good fight for him. I think it's a great matchup for him. You do? I do. I th- he does such... I mean, if... There's a lot of people who thought he beat Jared Cannonier and... and in the world of explosive strikers, I think Cannoneer is the more explosive, faster, technically sound striker, in my opinion. I love Paulo, uh, and he's oh, he's always been been pegged as this knockout artist, this guy that's just you know smoking people. Um, are those shoes three hundred fifty dollars? Is that what he just said? Uh, yeah, know. they. They are uh, in in collaboration with uh, Nicole McLaughlin, uh, who's a designer on Twitter and DM Footwear. They have they don't have them on their website right now, but the retail suggests the retail price three hundred fifty dollars. Well, they could take. I can't even respond to that. No, it's just that's stupid. Ins- that's insane. Harrington, you're this close, mate. You're on thin ice. I'm just looking at Paolo Costa on Wikipedia. Fourteen and two, those two losses to Marvin Vittoria and Adesanya back to back. Out of 14 wins. Who's the last guy he finished? Out of 14 wins, 11 knockouts. Who's the last Uriah guy? Hall, Johnny Hendricks, Alawali Bamgoji, Gareth McLennan. That's all he's done in the UFC. So one, two, three, four. How many of those guys but are still in the UFC? None of them. Not one of and them. That's not hating on Paulo. I mean, he, he is a And I've never I'll even heard of Gareth McLennan. McClellan. He could be amazing, right. but I've never heard of him. Um, Yoel Romero beat him. That was a great fight, wasn't it, with Yoel? Lost to Izzy, got finished. That was a bad fight against Izzy. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't even think he probably looks bad in that fight, as bad as that, if he fought him again. Who is he? No, 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 no. no. I I think he just had like the worst performance of his life. That was the worst performance of his life. He had stage fight at the moment, get to him. He had the wine the night before. Have you Mm -hmm. ever had a fight where the night before, Maybe he wasn't as disciplined as what he should have been. Every fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have a drink. I'll have to. I've, drink. I've got. A drink. That's fine. Have you ever had one when you've had more than a few? No. No. Right. Yeah, have you? I have. Yeah. When I fought Vitor Belfort. When I fought Vitor Belfort. Main event. No way. You got drunk the night before. I didn't get drunk. I got a good color. Too many. I had about six pints of lager sitting there by myself at the bar. Really? Because I was like, I'll just have a fucking shandy. 
because I had a shandy. <laughs> I'll have another one. And then another one. And I'm like, oh, oh fine. I'll have one more. It's all carbohydrate. Got to be, you know. Yeah, I need them. I need the, I need the energy. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Generally, it's just one. I would have one shandy. Half beer, mm-hmm. half uh, Sprite. You know what I mean? Right. A shandy. I would always have one shandy or one glass of wine. Yeah, I'll have a beer or two with dinner. Like, you know, the big kind of team dinner where we kind of all go out and yeah. have a nice meal at night the night before. I'll have a couple beers, maybe one Moscow mule, you know, like nothing serious. <laughs> I'll have a couple of beers, maybe a glass of wine or two at dinner. Yeah. A Moscow mule, you know, just no, I mean, a couple, a couple beers for, for or the team a Moscow spirit, mule. We'll, 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 we'll cheers with a Moscow mule. Yeah, but we'll other do than a, that. And then we'll do a round of shots because you have to, yeah, you know, as a team. <laughs> <laughs> and the shots, exactly. Right. Anyway, a couple uh, edibles to go to bed. Yeah, well, you got to sleep, haven't you? You know, maybe some Xanax, a couple sleep, of Percocet because yeah. you got a couple of injuries. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? And then when you wake up, you have to do a little bit of cocaine to get yourself woke up so you can get going. And you're in, and you, the, the fight's <laughs> That's taking a joke, place everyone, in, by the, the way. The fight's taking place in Canada. So you just walk down the street and just buy it on the yeah. street. It's fine. And get some meth. And it wouldn't pop up on the USADA because it's all, it's recreational. It's fine. Good to go. All right, everybody, let's talk about Shopify really quick. You've probably heard this ad before. If you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got something that you sell, you need to be online. And of course, Shopify is the way that makes it very, very simple, cost-effective, time-effective, and it's, it's not expensive in the slightest. Once you've done it, you can customize your online store to your style. You can connect with new customers to drive growth and even maintain the relationships that will keep them coming back no matter how big your store grows. Every minute, new sellers from around the world are revolutionizing their businesses and making their first sale with Shopify. Once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid very simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. And Shopify, well, it grows with your business no matter how far or how big you grow, thanks to an endless list of integrations and third-party apps. Anything you can think of, from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything that you need to revolutionize your business, it is at your fingertips. Do you want marketing made simple? Well, Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze your online marketing campaigns. Listen, running a growing business means getting the insights that you need wherever you are. And with Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. So basically, it gives you everything that you need, okay? All the assistance that you need. Customer service, 24-7, 365. If you've got a business, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got an idea, you've got to get online, and you've got to do it with Shopify. And you can do it for $1 per month during their trial period. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash believe, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash believe to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash believe. Right, uh, here's a proper story. Eddie Hearn, boxing promoter uh, extraordinaire, of course. Amongst many, many other people, he promotes Anthony Joshua. Yes. He was on Helwani's show yesterday. You probably saw this. And they've approached Francis Ngannou. And I think for Francis Ngannou, this is a much more, it's a great opportunity because we've both said we love Francis. He's terrifying. He's great. And we wish him all the best. Tyson yeah. Fury, 
probably too much. Anthony Joshua, probably too much. But Anthony Joshua, I can see a path to victory more than what I can with Tyson Fury. And if he mm -hmm. could fight and beat Anthony Joshua, well, if he could just fight Anthony Joshua, first of all, both men are going to make an insane amount of money. It'll probably yeah. take place in Saudi Arabia or any stadium in the world and it will be sold out. And, and a lot of people will buy that pay-per-view. And as Eddie Hearn said, the value is in the unknown. But let's just imagine a scenario where Francis Ngannou lands that shot because Anthony Joshua has lost a few lately, just lost two in a row to mm -hmm. Alexander Usyk. He got clipped off Andy Ruiz, even though he got revenge. He's bigger. He's been around a long time now. He's, he doesn't move is the point I'm getting at. He doesn't move right. as well as Fury. And he's not as fast, in my humble opinion. So the chances of Ngannou hitting him and connecting are bigger. And if he was to beat him, then that would set up the fight with Tyson Fury as well. So he wouldn't just get one. He'd potentially get two, get two fucking gigantic paydays. Yeah, I, I'm glad that he said that the the intrigue is in the unknown because you don't really know what you're going to get. That's why, I, I, as much as you know, I got shit on for what I said, I still stand by it. I think Tyson Fury is too much. A Deontay Wilder fight where you'd have a little bit of the size and weight <laughs> advantage. I think the problem you kind of mentioned, though, with a guy like Deontay is the speed. Speed. Deontay, he's going to move a little bit and he's faster. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think, the, I think he's still... I think he's still behind it. I think he, I think he's got an uphill battle there, but it's his best. He's the best opportunity of getting a win off one of these top guys. That's for sure. I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, no, no. Listen, Joshua's phenomenal, and he's had an even incredible... Ruiz is a bad matchup because he's fast and super technical and moves well. Oh, one hundred percent. Let me just look at Anthony Joshua here. I want to know his age because listen. Joshua's had an incredible career, so it sounds insulting for us to stand there and say, well, I think Ngannou would have a better go against him, only because he's a little bit more static and he doesn't move quite as well. What is he? He is, he is, he is. Where's his age? 33. 33. Is that all? So he's still a young man. Still a young man. Okay, so I thought he was older. I thought older he was older. That. Yeah, I thought, I he, thought was he was too. older. I'm trying to get down to his record here because, my God, there's a lot of stuff on his wiki page. Wow. Yeah, so he's lost three out of his last five. You know, nothing to be embarrassed wow. about, but he won yeah. 20 fights in a row and then all of a sudden loses mm -hmm. three out of five. You know, what does that say? Again, we say it all the time. Can't stay on top of combat sports forever. Is right. he on the decline? If he is, then that would be a good time for Francis to at least give it a try. Of course, Joshua will be a massive favorite. Of course. But he's hittable. Okay. He's hittable. He's hittable. He said, and I, don't, and I don't know that that's the case for a guy like Tyson yeah, Fury. Yeah. And to be fair, he lost twice to Alexander Usyk, who is just, he's ridiculous. Phenomenal. He's ridiculous. Anyway, where are you now? Are you in, where are you, Colorado? I'm in Denver. Yeah, I'm in Denver. Denver. Yep. Who are you training with today? Uh, Dustin Jacoby and uh, Cody Brundage. Working nice. some wrestling. Nice. The hard wrestling day. I hate those days. I li actually like wrestling. God, they're hard though. Bullying kickboxers. In the rest of the well, no, 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 Dustin's getting pretty good. Is he? Uh, he's getting pretty oh. good. He's, hard, he's getting hard to take down. Yeah, yeah. I like I Cody's like. a Cody's a pretty good goddamn wrestler. So no, he's a great wrestler. Great wrestler. Yeah. Uh, love Dustin Jacoby. When is he in there again? Do you, does he have anything? He's fighting Akmat Merzakana. There we go. Uh, April, ah. April, sometime in April, April 11th. 
April. Okay. Okay. All right. Like we're looking forward to that one. So yeah, we'll do some questions, eh? If you got any, send them in. Okay. Oh, by the way, big shout out Robert Whitaker. Thanks. I've been trying oh, to get man. Robert on the show for ages. You know, he, he's one of those guys. He doesn't check his DMs very often. No, I don't have he, he kind of just does his own thing, doesn't he? He's kind of in his yeah. own little... I, I respect say, that. I, I, out, that's exactly what I was going to say. Really? I respect yeah. that because I've shot him a few DMs and he's never responded. And I thought, all right, well, fair enough. He doesn't want to do it. He could have just said that. But then as soon as he saw it, we saw one and he's, he gave me his, his number. He said, oh, mate, so sorry. He said, I don't check my DMs. You know what I mean? He said, I don't really use social media too often. He said, here's my phone number. If you want to reach out, always just text me anytime. And, I was, and what a guy. And then we made it happen. Such a class act. So thank you to Robert awesome. for joining us. Thank you very much. If you've got a question for us, send it into where did he send it in, Anthony? Into bympod at gmail.com. Make them short, sweet, and concise. So you're going to piss off Michael and he's going to scream. What kind of questions should they send in, Anthony? Uh, let's just send in some funny ones um, and some real life ones. They don't all have to be MMA ones. We like the real life ones where people want advice. You got some shit going on and you don't mind. Uh, us talking about it we're more than happy to do that sometimes we I, sometimes i enjoy those more the the non-mma question and now who are you going to throw to uh harrington um say whatever the See? spiel you I'm fucking say i'm caught i'm coaching you through it because there might be a day when i'm in yeah. australia that you gotta fucking host this bad boy anthony <laughs> i'm here i'm ready for it Ooh. Uh, if you're enjoying the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, make sure that you're subscribed. Leave a five-star rating, positive review. It really helps out on those platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed to the channel and you leave a, uh, well, and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. I am still on it. Also, if you want to catch over 400 episodes entirely ad-free and uncensored, head to GasDigitalNetwork.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the network. Very well said, Anthony. You know, uh, uh, Harrington, I just side note, I get a haircut this afternoon. I can't wait. Are you excited? Oh, you've been look, the last couple of shows, I can tell you've been it's been bugging you. It, it's out of control, but I'm going to Australia and I, I'm commentating this weekend and then I'm going to Australia. I thought I might as well just wait. I'll get it done right. right before I go to Australia, you know. Anyway, makes sense. anyway, anyway. Anyway. If you send in a question that's too long, Bisbing makes me hit Harrington, by the way. So <laughs> don't do that uh so it's our true. first question here is from uh nathaniel what's going on bym crew so my question is do you think there should be some type of official criteria to warrant an immediate rematch when a champion loses his belt for example maybe having three or more title defenses maybe holding victories over two or more guys in the top five in your division uh there's no doubt that some immediate rematches are justifiable with like israel adesanya but on the Israel Adesanya note, I'm hoping he loses his rematch just so we don't have to see a rubber match. I feel so many uh, immediate rematches and pause for a stale product and can stall the division. Um, fuck you, Harrington. And thank you for guys for your time. Uh, good morning. All right. All right. Well, obviously up very early because it's dark there. Um, <clears throat> immediate rematches. I mean, I, I think there's kind of an unwritten rule that I don't think we see immediate rematches unless the champion has been very dominant. Would you disagree? No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, Amanda I, Nunes, she, she I don't think one. I don't think we need a criteria, though. I think it's, no. I think it's a case-by-case -case basis, don't you think? I, I do. I do. It kind of seems 
Yeah, it's on merit as well. How good has the champion been? Mm -hmm. What has his attitude been like? Is he fighting frequently like Israel Adesanya? Did he defend the belt a bunch of times? Was it a good fight? Do, do people want to see it again? Do people want to see him as champion again? Maybe, maybe when a champion loses, it's like, thank God. He's the most boring <laughs> champion on planet Earth. We're not giving him an immediate rematch. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, mm -hmm. thank God we got rid of him. No, I, dude, I totally agree. I, I, I think that that's the good thing about our sport is, and, and sometimes it's the bad thing that we don't always have certain set criteria. And it's not, everything's not black and white. And, yeah. You know, so there's a lot of questions, but I think it's usually pretty. I can't even tell, I, I can't remember a time where a, a champion got immediate rematch and I, and I thought how, how that was bullshit. I can't I, I think of can't. a time ever. I cannot Neither think can of I. a time ever. Neither can I. Aaron John O'Brien, can you think of one? I mean, as I say, normally they only do a rematch if, like, for example, when Steve Miocic lost to Daniel Cormier, Steve had defended right. the belt more times than any other heavyweight. That made sense. Mm -hmm. When Anderson Silva and Chris Wyman rematched, of course, that made sense. Yeah. Right? So I think he's asking, would you like to see like a criteria, like yeah, something on yeah, a checklist yeah, yeah. instead of just yeah. like, oh yeah, well no. that one kind of yeah. makes, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I understood the English coming out of his mouth. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it just seemed like <laughs> I, you were just going over ones that made sense, no, I, you know. No, no. I just, I don't, I don't think that we need a criteria. Yeah. I think that it just, I, I think we just know the ones that deserve it. I think it's pretty fair. clear normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that's what we were saying. Generally, generally, that, that has always kind of been what happens. That's why I was saying, can we think of anyone where it hasn't happened? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Cody versus TJ Dillashaw. That was kind of a weird one. Cody didn't have any title defenses at that point. He had just won the belt off of Dom. I understand there was a rivalry and it was, it was heated or whatever, but I, after seeing that first one, I'm not sure I needed a second one, and it did hold up the division for a little bit. But hold on. So what were the circumstances there? So Cody took the belt off Dom. Dom and yep. TJ had a fight. TJ won the first one, and then it was an immediate rematch, was it? Yes. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. I, Cody I, won I, it off of Dominic, then Cody and TJ fought yeah. for that title. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And he yeah, won the yeah, next yeah. Two. I, th I think, to be honest, I, I, I think because at that time there, I mean, right now, bantamweight stacked. But back yeah, it wasn't, then... It wasn't then. It, it wasn't so much back then. I mean, TJ Dillashaw was one of the biggest stars, certainly at bantamweight. Cruz had just lost. You know, well, and TJ had been so run. dominant before that. Like, he was smoking people. And I think that it seemed... At least my feeling was, it's like, oh, TJ just got clipped. And... That, that that first fight between TJ and Cody, it, it was a pretty bloody entertaining fight as well. It was great. Them two mm -hmm. delivered. So, yeah. Anyway, all right, Brian, what do we have? All right. So we got another question here from uh, Geethan Jennings. What's happening, boys? Love the show. Um, going to get straight into it. Next week, we've got the, the pound for pound shootout with Vulcan Islam. And then the following month, John Jones makes his return. My question for you is though, if John Jones wins that fight, does he automatically jump from, I think it's 12, to number one, as the number one pound for pound, bearing in mind the, the long win streaks of the other two next week? Having said that though, obviously he never lost his light heavyweight title. And then becoming the biggest, baddest man on the planet, the heavyweight champ. Let me know what you think, boys. Also, can you give my missus some shit? 
that's why I'm filming this video out on the middle of my run, in the middle of a lane, because she's calling me a gimp for sending it in. And name's Nicole. Mm -hmm. Nice one, lads. See you later. Well, 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 your missus, he is not a gimp. He's a proud believer. He's a conscientious, con conscientious man. He's double, you know, he's uh, multitasking. He's on a run. Mm -hmm. You know, he's right. using that time wisely to speak to us as well. He could be down the pub with the boys. He could be enjoying himself. He could be sending video messages when he should be looking after the children. I'm sorry, but you need to file for divorce because she clearly doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. But what was the question? John Jones. John Jones. I didn't know it was going to the divorce, but I, I guess I was going to add that. Like, well, uh, honestly, if, if she doesn't shape up, you're going to have to leave her. Sounds like a miserable her. woman. You're going to have to leave her. You're going to have to leave her. You can't send a question to the BYM. That should have been in your vows to begin with. So maybe he fucked up to begin with. All jokes um, aside, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Yeah, so shout joking. out to your wife. Yeah. I had this stupid conversation. I'm just looking at the pound for pound. That's what I was just doing. I mean, I think he goes to the top, right? He he only wasn't at the top because of inactivity. John Jones. Oh, he is. He is. He's right. Yeah, there. Number 11. Inactivity. That's the only reason. Yeah. I think he comes back, gets a win, especially if he looks real good and dominant. If he goes in there and he slides one out and barely gets it done, maybe there's another conversation to be had. But if he goes how in there and, and he's the regular John Jones, he'd probably just give him his crown back. But how about this, though? How about this? In the words of Daniel Cormier, the biggest upset in UFC history happens. Volkanovski beats Islam Makachev. Does John Jones go to the top of the list still? I think so. Yeah. I don't think the I don't think Volkanovski Volkanovski beating Islam is I I don't think that he will. I I I just think that the size and the wrestling ability of Islam is going to be a lot. I don't think Volkanovski is going to get smoked. I don't think he's going to get blown up water but if he wins i wouldn't be that shocked yeah oh no 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 for sure i think he's in this fight absolutely yeah, even I robert whitsky was sure. saying before when you he said when you train with volk the power the strength that he has and even now coming up to a different mm -hmm. weight class i think i think i don't know who's going to win but i think it's going to be a really competitive fight yeah. again we all know that the uh, the resume of john jones but when listen volkanovski's beaten max holloway three times and some great fighters brian ortega uh, um chang sung jung you know beat some great fighters the three wins over holloway though what really cemented him at the top of that list right now but you know brian bader shogun rampage jackson Leoto all those guys Richard evans Vito Belfort, Chael Sonnen, Gustafsson, Glover Teixeira, Daniel Cormier. Don't you dare. Oh, Vincent Prue, Daniel Cormier, Alexander <laughs> Gustafsson, Anthony Smith, oh, Thiago man. Santos, Dominic Reyes. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, do you know what yeah. I saw today? Hmm. Thiago Santos is no longer with the UFC. How did I not know that? How'd you miss that? He's in the PFL. I know. I saw I was like, on an Instagram post. He's fighting this weekend, I think, in the PFL. Oh, shit, is he? I didn't know he's fighting this weekend. Or, or fighting sometime soon. I don't know when it yeah. is. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know how I missed that. I had no idea. Yeah, that's yeah, that's insane. Yeah, no, it is. Anyway, Brian, jumped on the Good screen there, buddy. Did you have something to add or another question? No. I When I realized you were going through the list of all of his wins, I just disappeared. Um, so we got one more question here from... Uh, Haziel, he sent in a question last last episode, and you know he has some editing skills. Still from Houston here with Laura Sinkle making her UFC commentary debut this weekend. It begs the question: 
If any of you guys could choose one person to add to a UFC pay-per-view commentary team, who would you choose? Me personally, I choose Joey Coco Diaz. I'm a trained fucking assassin. I want to see Khabib. That's the fight. Habib. That's it. End the story. <laughs> make the most absolutely hilarious pay-per-view card ever, in my opinion. Anyways, fuck the rain. Fuck the cold. <laughs> fuck you, Harrington. I want to see Khabib. all over. Oh, he is funny, Joey Diaz. That's a great he? question. I'm that going Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart? I'm going Kevin Hart. Oh, that's good. Comedian, eh? I just think it'd be funny. What did you think of when Snoop Dogg did it, though, on The Contender? I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it I was never, funny. I never really saw it. Snoop is funny, though. He is good. Yeah, he's funny. What so about, you see uh, when Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart commentated the Olympics? I didn't know. Like I, 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 hold on. I think I might have saw like a 30 second clip on Instagram or something. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was great. Brian, see if you can pull great. it up. So I want to see that. I just want to follow up on that. Like as a fighter, right? You're watching that back. Let's say the, the, the worst possible scenario happens, right? You get fucking you know, folded like a table. All, and you've got Kevin Hart going, damn, he got blah, blah, blah. like that is the soundtrack now that people have associated with you as a fighter. Would that not piss you off? Yes. Yeah. No matter what, it's going to piss you off. I was mad at Bisbee for a long time. Was he was really? nice to me. Was you really? <laughs> we talked about this. It was the Glover fight. Well, you know, and, and yeah. opinions. Um, you guys know Walter Goggins? No. The, Navy, the Navy he, SEAL. He, he, he's like an he, ultra marathon runner. And no, he's that's David Goggins. Oh, David, David Goggins. Goggins. Well, I was going to say he's actor, related right? to David. Yeah, he's the trans yeah. dude from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, David Goggins. That's who I want to see. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Commentate a fight. That'd be I, fucking cool. I too. do have the video here of. I'm not sure if this is real or not, but here it is. Oh, I like this. This is equestrian. This is they call this, they call this equestrian. By the way, look at that horse. Did you own oh, a horse? Crip walking. Cut. I see this. This is what I saw. Oh, that's the crip walk. That's gangsters of mo- Hey! Oh, 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 look at this, girl. Oh, come oh, on, yeah. man. This horse is off the chain. I got to get this motherfucker in a video. Oh, you <laughs> That's it. That's that's the new commentary yep. duo. That's who I want this weekend. That- you do not want me and Brendan Fitzgerald. No. You want Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg all day long. That'd be hilarious. Oh, God. It I'm be with funny. it. It would be funny. All right. Well, that's the show. Mainly because I've been sitting here holding my penis for about 20 minutes because I'm dying for a pee. Okay. Well, what do you want to do, do with that information? Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to go to the dentist. You're, you're going to the dentist? Yeah, I cracked a veneer. Uh, you fancy veneers. Yeah, I have, a bad, I have a bad habit of chewing on plastic. Do you take those out when you fight? No, they're permanent. Because I remember Brock Lesnar after a fight one time, he had just his nubs out. No. During the post fight. No, mine are permanent. his nub out? Nubs, nubs. Like the tooth nubs. No, I don't. Um, all right, guys. Well, listen, enjoy the weekend. Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak as well on Saturday. We'll be talking about that on Monday. We've got some good guests as well. Who we got next week? Who cares? It's the end of the show. But you'll know next week because they'll be on the show. You'll know. You'll know. Take care. All the best. Goodbye.